0: Welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York.
1: Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you?
0: I'm doing well as also, yes. Now, uh, a couple of things. Uh, House cleaning first. So, um, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan. Why don't you let folks know about that?
2: Uh, It is a general interest podcast called the Askancy Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it on the Stitcher app and
0: at iTunes Store. And it just uh, had our five-year anniversary, didn't it?
2: That is correct. Uh, Last month we had our five-year anniversary. And I think next week we'll be recording our
0: 250th episode. Oh, nice. Very good. And, uh, Mike, you actually do a genre blog on the side?
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, Unnatural Selections, www.unnaturalselections.com.
0: Very good. And, Eric, you actually do a, a thir- third podcast. Isn't that true?
1: I do. I'm a podcasting
2: fool. Uh, it was the sister podcast of this one, Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror, fiction, and all that's fantastic. Did I get it right? No, I Almost. Just one, word, miss one
0: word. You uh, missed one word. Horror films. Films, fiction.
2: fiction, and all that's fantastic. Yes, uh, That can be found at darkdiscussions.com uh, It is the uh, sister podcast to this one. This podcast comes through on the Dark Discussions feed. Although it does have its own feed as well. But for communication purposes, uh, if you want to get in touch with us about this podcast, use Dark Discussions. So uh, find us on the Dark Discussions Facebook page and send your emails to darkdiscussions at AOL.com
0: and Eric, uh, that one actually dark discussions uh, had a fifth year anniversary.
2: Why are you asking? You you run it. You tell me.
0: Yeah, last last month as well. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yep, and uh, that's, that's uh, three hundred thirty four five episodes or something like that. Yeah, something like that. A, f- a few episodes behind obscurity, but they were both uh, started the same, basically the same week. I think. Was
1: it? Wow, I didn't realize it was that close. And and if and if, and if podcasts were children, they'd both be getting sent to school in September.
0: Oh, my God. Wow. Crazy. Yes. Crazy. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, very well, very well. So, uh, yep, that's right. Eric mentioned uh, Dark Discussions, so that's www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, that is also the main page for uh, You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. Um, there's a, a Facebook group called Dark Discussions Podcast. Uh, email darkdiscussionsatall.com. The Twitter, Dark Discussion 1, and uh, various other things as well. All those th- things are, all, uh, again, even though it's Dark Discussions, uh, all our Game of Thrones podcasts uh, link as well as Eric said. Um, now, let's see. Uh, Mike, a Mike, um, couple of things. couple of things uh, related to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow. Uh, why don't you let folks know about that?
1: It's actually uh, a crossover for Dark Discussions and, you know, thing John Snow. Uh, but we have a couple of conventions coming up. Uh, we're going to be appearing what is right now this weekend. Uh, Phil is, gets this out in his usual timely manner. Then, and if you listen to it in a timely manner, then by the time you're hearing this, we're only a couple of days away from appearing. at ScareCon in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is June 3rd, 4th, and 5th uh, at I think it's the S- Springfield Convention Center um there are plenty of hotels to stay at if you're coming from out of the area there's lots of guests such as ernie hudson adrian barbeau um trying to remember that tom atkins uh among many others there's sort of a mini reunion for night of the creeps and for frankenhooker uh, if you happen to be fans of those two films uh phil and i are going to be guests there uh speaking on panels that will be on one friday night and one saturday afternoon focusing on the topic of horror podcasting uh, and this is, uh, for me, this is my first time going to convention as a guest. Phil, have you been to a convention as a guest before?
0: I uh, have not, no.
1: Okay, so this is a first time for you as well. Um, and we'd be really excited if you want to come on down and say hello. We would be thrilled to say hello to somebody that actually does listen to the podcast besides our families. Um, and the other convention we have coming up is in uh, the end of July, July 22nd, 23rd, 24th. For Scares the Care Weekend, uh, in that case, we're going to be there as vendors, uh, and myself, Phil, the, and we'll be, we'll be joined by Eric and by, uh, Patrick Lacey, who does a segment for the Dark Discussions podcast. And like Phil is an author in his own right. Um, and we'll be there, uh, supporting the cause. Scares the Care Weekend is a charitable organization, 501c3, uh, that raises money for families in need. Uh, and again, there's lots of good guests there. They just announced, uh, they're basically getting a lot. I think it's five actors will be there from West Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, you'll have old faithful, uh, representatives that they are almost every year, uh, in the form of Kane Hodder and Sid Haig, um, to the guys from Makeup Wars, uh, a few others, uh, similar programs. There's, uh, who else was going to be there? Um, oh, the two guys from X-Files, uh, not, uh, Skinner and Uh, The Cigarette Smoking Man, uh, Mitch Pelleggi, and now blanking on the other guy's name. Um,
0: Doesn't matter. We know who you're talking about.
1: Yes. Okay. But they'll be there. So lots of stuff going on, and we'll also be myself, Phil, uh, Patrick Lacey, and uh, perhaps Elizabeth Catherine Gray from the uh, uh, Archivist Bed on Sexy Witches podcast. will be there doing a – on Saturday afternoon from 12 to 1 – Doing a panel on uh, Frankenstein's 200th anniversary. So, if you'd like to see us there, that would be a great place to come and support a good cause uh, and come by and say hello for that. Uh, And if for some reason you can't, Scares of Care is available to do donations. They have a uh, monthly drive. Um, This month is June 17th. You can find it on their webpage if you go uh, and also on their Facebook page, or you can just make direct donations. Uh, at their store at org. Excellent. Very
0: good. Very good. Um, now, let's see here. Uh, any further things related to either podcast or anything, Eric or Mike, you wanted to mention?
2: Uh, no, but I just wanted to you asked me to remind you that you had an email to read tonight.
1: Um, I, I yeah. do want to remind people that the shirts are for sale. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, we, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, sorry, you're going to hear me blather on even more. We have finally, after years, uh, for uh, put out something for people who've been wanting to give us money, an opportunity to do so. Uh, we have put up uh, using the website booster.com a couple of Dark Discussions themed T-shirts for you to buy if you're interested in supporting Dark Discussions. Nothing specific to you know nothing, John Snow, but there is a black. Dark Discussions podcast T-shirt with sort of a skull design, and there is a white shirt that says "Little Dogs Listen" or sorry, "Little Dogs Love Dark Discussions." Um, with a and it's a white shirt with red and black, um, and that if you've been a longtime listener to Dark Discussions, you knew that we've given Phil a hard time for his love of his little dog, and so this is a way to uh, show your support for Phil and his little Lily. Right, Lily is the dog's name.
2: That is true. Yep.
1: Okay, just L- to make sure. Lily is
2: again. his Cheweenie.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's true chewini. Um So if you'd like the shirts, are 22 bucks plus shipping. Uh, you can order as many as you want. If you want to just donate money, you could do that without buying a shirt. That would be fantastic. And normally you have to have a, a minimum number of shirts sold, but we have sold the minimum for both designs. And so if you order them, then they will go into production at the end of June and be shipped out, and you'll probably get it in the middle of July. Uh, they run in sizes from... Really, really teeny, teeny dog sizes all the way up to 4XL male. So there's a lot of sizing options if you are a person of considerable girth like myself um, or if you happen to be miniature like Lily. <laughs> so if you'd like to do that, the, the they'll be on sale until June 30th, the end of the month. Um this is mostly done as a fundraiser. We're not expecting a huge amount of money, but just sort of help offset some costs for the podcast, for some of the giveaways we're doing at the conventions, among other things. And, uh, I want to thank those people who have already donated, uh, and I want to thank those of you who are going to do so in the future. Now, without further ado, let's go back to that email.
0: Yep, very well. Uh, yes, uh, the first, uh, the email actually is, uh, from, uh, one of our listeners who also listens to, Uh, the Dark Discussions podcast as well. Uh, his name is uh, Sean Fox. Uh, he's from, uh, Canada. Uh, lives, uh, in the same, uh, greater city area as MJ Preston. Uh, we discovered MJ Preston discovered that, uh, uh, Sean Fox actually lives. Uh, in that area. MJ Preston is an author who has been on the Dark Discussions podcast a couple of times. Uh, but his is an email. He goes, you know nothing. John Snow episode. The door. Mm. He goes, well, hello again, members of the Steam panel. Much like how season six has been very good in getting better each episode, so is your podcast. Great work as always, and how nice it is to a devoid of bland snakes in the Dawn story. I, for one, I'm very happy if they never deal with it again, unless to tell us the dragons burnt Dawn to the ground and the dragons had bland (laughs) snake flambe.
2: (laughs) I like that
1: thought. You know, uh, the Internet being what it is, I'm amazed I have not heard that phrase before, Uh, bland snakes. Um, I don't know if that's something he came up with, in which case, kudos, very clever. If not, thank you for introducing it to me.
0: Yes, and uh, I think, Eric, you've, you've said similar things of like you said, like a tornado or earthquake, take them out. And then they land there and they find out there's nothing left.
2: That'd be cool with me.
0: Yes. Uh, to continue the email, I will keep my email quick, but had to say they really pulled at the heartstrings, whether people say it is contrived or not. Seeing the heroic sacrifice of both summer and Hodor was hard to go through. I thought they built up the real terror of the White Walkers in the Army of Whites, which says something after Hard home last season. Sorry, Phil, but after the White Walkers murdered Summer, I consider them evil. <sighs> killing, killing the bad and greedy people who ruined the forest is one thing, but animals didn't ruin it, and I think the Night King should be ashamed of his rash and irresponsible actions. He needs to atone for his sins with the High Sparrow, or maybe a little bernie bernie time with the lord of light <laughs> uh, sean is referring to uh my uh point that we don't know enough about the white walkers or if you prefer the others as they're called in the book um to determine whether or not they're evil or or just an un misunderstood group of folk uh-huh. um, yes um continue we
2: specifically you know. created to fight that yes go okay. ahead yes
0: Okay, the explanation of why the White Walkers were created was interesting and a good use of the old morale of how the creators are often destroyed by their creations. See, the Skynet warnings were true. But, with Hodor and Summer dying in such a heroic way, and with the only remaining direwolves being Ghost and possibly Nymeria, it highlights how fragile honor and dignity truly are in that world. It was genuinely a sad way to end the episode and leave you with a real fear of the evil in darkness the White Walkers truly wield. Tr- Another great episode with the other stories pulling you along a thinning path to the winter apocalypse, but I promise to keep this short. Great work, as always, and I would appreciate it if Phil would go through his current top five or top ten hottest actresses in Uh, Game of Thrones. God, don't
2: encourage Emma. (laughs) I
0: I feel it is not mentioned enough, or given the true respect, it is due, just like you, Phil. Oh, and the rest of the crew, too. Eric, Mike, Abe, and sometimes Christy. So, Abe and uh, Christy are of the Dark Discussions podcast, for folks who don't listen to that podcast. Thanks again, Sean, who's sad and and in mourning, from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. so so I'll just state that Santa is is the hardest. That would be number one, and then I can continue down to this But it's not important at this time. I guess I'm, I'm All going right.
1: <laughs> Thank you, well, sir. Well, he, he he did ask for the rest. So so Eric, do you have do you at least have your your hottest?
2: Uh, I'd uh, probably ma- go with Marjorie. Marjorie, yeah, Marjorie.
0: Yep. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, Marjorie's my number two. Yeah. And then, uh, probably uh the nurse is up there. Um I like in- uh Cersei and Ingrid better myself.
1: Oh Ingrid, like, I forgot her cuz she's dead. Yeah, yeah I, I she has to shower first. She's she's she wandered a <laughs> long time in the wilderness without a bath. Yeah, I, like, it, the, I like
0: those dirty, dirty wildling girls. And L- Lena Heedy, <laughs> it's it's pretty smoking, pretty smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Um who else? Is there anybody else that's... Um... I'm sure
2: we're forgetting somebody, but... Yeah,
0: yeah we're forgetting a few. I, I feel I mean, like a I bad mean,
1: person having this discussion,
0: so... Uh, Ro- Ro- Rose, or Ross, or whatever her name was. From Roz. The... Ro- Ro- Roz, Ro- Roz. yes.
1: Roz, yeah. Yeah. I like a good... Yeah, I do like a redhead, so that would, that would be
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, she was good. Eric, come on. Don't be a social justice warrior. <laughs> 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 we're just a couple of guys... Uh, uh. <laughs> figuratively <laughs> drinking beers and discussing
2: and recording it and sending it out to anybody who wants to listen. Yes,
0: that's true. That's true. Uh, so, all right.
1: Yeah, so, I, got, I got accused of mansplaining something on the on the website. So that's <laughs> 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 apparently so, you okay. can't you can't explain something without it being sexist. Um, oh, okay. I had no idea who I was talking to was a woman. So anyway,
0: okay. Oh, about Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, it was just, you know, the, 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 you know, debating over Sansa as a character, and I just pointed out that she was, as most of us were agreeing, she was an awful character the first couple of seasons, and I pointed out, well, she's a whiny, annoying teenager, which most of them are, and then I got accused of being, of mansplaining. Uh-huh. Thanks for mansplaining teenage girls to us. Oh, okay, fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All yeah.
0: right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah I, I gave up blogging. About yeah three, two, three years ago because well that just,
1: this was this yeah this was a comment on an article somewhere no but anyway
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh well anyway it's fair enough um, so we are here
1: tonight to talk about episode
2: seven of season six of game of thrones
0: we, we are we are so um, i
2: forgot the title already was it something with blood
0: uh yeah the blood of blood of
2: my blood blood of my blood yes it is.
0: yeah yeah exactly um so let me uh, do a couple of details uh, written by Brian Cogman. Brian Cogman is an executive producer of the show. Um, he is um, basically just a screenwriter. and uh, But he's, he has a lot of things locked up for the future um, that are supposedly he's he's linked to. Uh, we'll find out sooner or later. Uh, and directed by Jack Bender. Um, he's the guy, as we discussed before, A number of episodes of Lost. One of the probably main directors of the television show, Lost. And this was episode six. Four more episodes of the season. And um, this was Jack Bender's last episode. Uh, Next week, it's a different director. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Nothing more. Nothing more. And nothing less. uh, So, yeah, I guess we can uh, start and discuss this episode, so uh, we might as well pick it up right at the beginning, but before we begin, uh, I will throw up the spoiler alert. Obviously, uh, this is a podcast that discusses the latest episode of Game of Thrones, as well as our guesses and opinions of possibly things that uh, will occur, or what things that do occur mean, so there could be things that may be book-related, not that me or Mike I've read many of the books. I've only read two and Eric's read them all, but some time ago. And also uh, there is uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, Game of Thrones encyclopedia. One of the reasons why he's so far behind his latest book was because he wrote the history of Westeros, and that book uh, has a lot of information in it as well, and I always reference it. So um, even though the people who may just watch the show may not know these things these things may be referenced. Uh, with all that stated, I guess we can begin. So, uh, Eric, um, basically, this episode picks off, picks up right, right where the last episode ended, right?
2: That's right, with uh, Bran running away from the White Walkers. Now, Eric, uh,
0: before, before we do begin, I wanted to mention—I forgot one other thing. I apologize, but uh, the episode was listed as um, adult situations, violence, and language we're, we're the we're the three so I uh, just wanted to mention that um, okay yeah yeah sorry but anyway go ahead, go ahead.
2: <laughs> all right I I don't understand it.
0: well because there was rumors that Marjorie was going to do the walk and the and usually they always have a fourth thing that's nudity ah uh, okay and and it didn't say nudity so we I knew there was going to be a twist but Phil <laughs> so Phil started
1: crying. Yes, as we all know, as we all know, the Tyrells are well renowned for their gardens, and Phil was really hoping to check out some of Marjorie's Sherry.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, Mike uh, as uh, the the great uh, film, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character speaks to his father in one scene in that film, and says to his father. Women do not have any hair below their eyebrows anymore. <laughs> it's great, it's in a great, and important a Yes, But life.
2: this is this is in another land in another time.
0: That's true. So let's let's continue. I, I did want to mention one other thing. I did notice the cast, and immediately noticed that Sophie Turner was not mentioned in the cast. Uh, so and uh, therefore uh, started uh,
2: crying uh, even harder.
0: Possibly, yes. So, so I knew that the Team Sansa, since I'm a big Team Sansa person, was going to be avoided this episode. So I was very disappointed watching the credits to the point oh. where I had to rewind and check. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And sure enough, I, I was like, yep, she's not in this episode. So.
3: Well,
2: to be fair, there's enough going on at this point that I think pretty much have to skip at least
1: one or two storylines every episode. Yeah, uh, and I think we, we called that last week, too, was that we were yeah, going to yeah. be stepping away from the north for a bit.
2: So we, we, so we skipped uh, we skipped Sansa this week and we skipped the
0: Greyjoys this week, right? That's exactly right. Um, Winterfell, for that matter. Winterfell, yeah, and and uh, the yeah. Sand Snakes, the Sand Snakes again too, which oh, fuck the Sand Snakes. Oh, and, and Marine too. So we didn't have no Tyrion. True. Involved. That's Actually,
2: yeah, they skipped a whole hell of a lot this week.
0: Because last week they skipped King's Landing completely, too. So they've been doing that a lot uh, this this season, which is quite interesting. Uh, So major characters and major plot lines have uh, disappeared for one or two episodes at a time. Um, So, yeah, let's let's talk about this this, this pickup from where uh, Hodor passes away.
2: Well, uh, it's basically, I always forget the chick's name. What's her name? The dragon, the sled. Mira. 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 Mira
0: Uh, Mira, Mira, Mira Reed, yeah, that's right.
2: Mira Reed. Okay, so Mira Reed is still dragging Bran along in the sled, trying to get away from the White Walkers, uh, and Bran is still in uh trance mode. Uh, and I'm not quite sure how this works because I thought that the Three-Eyed Raven was showing him visions, and then the Three-Eyed Raven got killed, but he's still having visions, um, although in a much less controlled manner at this point. Uh, they're coming fast and furious. Well, he's basically uh,
1: clearing his DVR. <laughs> catching be. up, catching up on all the episodes of Game of Thrones he's missed while he's wandering around in the North. So, well,
0: let, me, let me ask you this thing, since you brought up the uh, the Raven, Eric. Um, the rumors around from various people just discussing things on on the various you know blogs and Facebook and whatever. Uh, some people are saying that the three eyed Raven um, Max von Sido is actually brand as an as an old man.
2: Well. You know, uh, <laughs> I would love for that to be true. That would be really awesome, but I don't think it is. Uh, I do think that he was the three-eyed Raven, and now Bran is the new three-eyed Raven. Uh, so I don't, I do think they're both the three-eyed Raven, uh, but I, I don't think he's necessarily the same physical person, Bran
0: okay no, that's that's fair we will probably know uh, by the end of the the season I mean not the season the end of the series but it is a it was a curious thing because of the time warp thing that's going on and, right
3: right
2: right yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I specifically do want to give credit to the uh cast of Kings podcast uh that last week uh came out with some very interesting information and or theories uh around uh the last episode uh so Joanna Robinson and David Chen did a great job on that and I just want to give them credit where it's due uh, because they do a lot more research than we do on this show <laughs>
0: um, well Well. I, I, I think Joanna Robinson can because th- her full time job is, yes. is, just, is, is basically doing she, that
2: ba- basically yeah. she gets paid to write about Game of Thrones so she should be doing a lot more research than we do but they still do it <laughs>
0: true true yeah um, there, there's actually another podcast um that's really good too that's may even know more than them it's called it's simply called uh game of thrones podcast and it has jim you know, and and ron i think i was, I think I was
2: listening to that during season one and i stopped listening to it for whatever reason probably time constraints
0: uh, okay. Yeah, I only listen to two Game of Thrones podcasts and that's uh Game of Thrones podcast starring Jim and a- or Aaron and and then the the Cast of Kings ones. Um, so those are the t- I want to give them credit to Jim and Aaron. They they have a lot of in-depth stuff that's incredible and then they also have a second episode weekly which is uh a book theory to the gotcha. show. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so Anyway, uh, continue, Eric. I'm sorry, sorry we we, we kind that's of went okay. off track. But um, we, should, we should give credit to fellow podcasters. And that, that was a yes. good idea that you did that.
2: And going off track is what we do here. So,
1: <laughs> and, and uh, no, and nobody, and I mean nobody, goes off track as well as Dark Discussions podcast.
2: <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, so, I forgot her fucking name on Mira Mira yeah. Mira Mira, Mira, Dragon, Mira, Mira on Brad the wall. Away. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh and Brand's still downloading everything from the Three Eyed Raven. Uh, and so we get a bunch of interesting flashbacks. Uh, do that in a very quick sequence, um, that show some interesting stuff. Uh flashbacks about the Mad King and then he gets to see everything he missed while he was away. Uh he gets to see his father's head chopped off, which was neat. Uh he gets to see all the horrible things that have happened to his family, which is which is neat. Uh, and eventually he snaps out of it. And uh, and comes to just as the White Walkers uh, s- catch up with them, uh, and so they look like they're in some pretty bad trouble because Bran still can't walk and uh, Mira can't carry him like Hodor used to. Uh, but then a mysterious figure on horseback shows up uh, with what? What was that? A flaming
0: mace? Uh, yeah, flaming Morning Star or mace or something like Ball that. Oh, yeah.
2: Jane! Yeah, it
0: was yeah, flail. It was fucking yeah. badass, yeah, is what it was.
2: Yeah. Um and he starts wailing on the on the whites with this uh flaming morning star or whatever it is, um, and basically saves the two of them, gets them on his horse, and uh rides away to safety. Um and we find out that the mysterious rider is Uncle Benjamin from season one. Holy shit, talk about a callback. Um so Uh, he's had a tough time of it since he went out ranging in season one, uh, turns out he mixed it up with some white walkers, uh, and they started to turn him. So his skin is all blue. Uh, but the, the, uh, shit, what are they called? The children of the children of the forest, children Children of the forest, uh, stopped the process somehow. Uh, I think they said by putting a uh, dragon glass dagger into his heart just like they created them uh they were somehow able to stop the process i, I don't fully Work. understand but works for me but whatever well, i don't they, I don't
1: understand how sticking dragon glass in, in a in a person turns them into a white walker so
2: yeah just so, so I certainly don't understand how it stops it but clearly magic's involved somehow so they could just say it's magic and fine it's magic whatever
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the weapon is uh, that he uses too is similar to uh, Gogo Yobari from Kill Bill.
1: Okay, a little bit smaller, but yeah, her balls are bigger.
0: <laughs> so. Um, so, so, yeah, would, were you guys surprised because there was so much rumors that he was coming back anyway? No, I was totally
2: unsurprised. Yeah, um, yeah. but it's okay. still it's we knew it had to happen eventually, and now it has, so that's
1: cool. Well, it now, depends. Cause I, I, to quote my wife, um, she's. Uh, am
0: I supposed to know who that is? Uh, yeah, because he, they didn't have it in the in the preview. This, this they didn't episode. have
1: it in the previews. We haven't seen him since, I think, season one.
0: Season one, yeah. Uh,
1: unless you count the flashback where we saw him in child form. Well, <laughs> here's the thing is that this whole show... There's so much
2: material to cover and right. call back to. Uh, actually, I think it, I, I don't know if it was Joanna Robinson that wrote it, but it was an article on Vanity Fair um, that had um, eight callbacks that you may have missed on this week's episode of Game of yeah. Thrones, and that was one of them. Uh, hey, um,
1: HBO has an after show now, uh, which they run uh-huh. on Monday nights, which does not which seems to defeat the purpose of an after show, but um, they have a segment every episode called "Who the fuck was that." <laughs> um, because they recognize that there's just like last week, you know, there was the blackfish, and you know, before uh-huh. that, it was uh it was uh, Ed from the Black Watch, you know. So it's yeah,
2: you well, we got a couple more of this episode too. I, I'm, yeah, and I'm later. pretty
1: sure, and I'm pretty sure this week will be well. It's either got to be Walder Frey or it, right, more likely it's yep. going to be um, what's his face? Ben, it's going to ben ben be Benjy Star, ben, yep. who in, I imagine in the books this is like probably the worst kept secret in the books is is. The character they refer to as Cold Hands? Well,
2: now this is a subject of debate um, because, according to, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to mention her again, so I might sound like I'm obsessed with Joanna Robinson, but I just follow her on Twitter, as all. Uh, she, she tweeted an actual photograph earlier today because uh, people are circulating this theory that uh, Cold Hands is a bungee in the book as well. Uh, and uh, it was a picture of a page of his manuscript with a scribbled note from the ever saying, "Is this Benjin? I think this is Benjin's smiley face." Uh, and then in uh, a circled in a different color pen right next to it was George's response, which was no, <laughs> circled in red. Uh, so according to George R. R. Martin, to a comment to his editor, no, Cold Hands is not Benjin in the book, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: Now, uh for folks like myself who've never heard of this character at all, who what what is Cold Hands?
1: I don't recall.
0: Mike, you brought it up. Do you know?
1: I, all I know is he's a character that shows up in the North, who's got cold hands. Um, I mean, basically,
2: it's 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 he's a half zombie or half right. walker. He's like a good zombie. Um, but his his identity is not revealed as Benjamin Stark in the books, at least none of the ones that have been. Published. But but
1: pretty much everybody assumes it's Benjamin Stark from my understanding, and sort of like how in the books the mountain is now referred to as Sir Robert Strong, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not 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 George's best name ever, but
2: they're um, bull of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in this case, he's referred to as Cold Hands. Uh, but rather than just confuse people by giving a character we know a new name they're just sticking with I guess uh, Benjamin Stark
0: right now uh, yeah and they could have yeah they could merge them together because they have done that multiple times because the books have just so many characters um, right. now w- let me ask you this uh, um, I was curious because I assume we're gonna get further information later but if I was... Bran, one of my first questions would have been, why didn't you come home? Or why didn't you go back to the wall? And um, we haven't learned that yet, and he hasn't asked that yet. So I, I don't know if what he's been doing, whether well, he's been hanging out with the the Three-Eyed Raven and the forest people or or what. Because he just disappeared for five seasons instead of, you think, once he got resurrected. You to know, be but,
2: fair, Bran may have been a little discombobulated at the time.
1: <laughs> and to be fair if he had gone to the wall he wouldn't have been there to save the little crippled bastard's ass True. so he should just be appreciative is what I'm saying
0: um, so. Mike, I mean, uh, Eric I, I want to bring this up since you, you brought up George Martin, Mike, or Mike did anyway but the Game of Thrones podcast the other one that I was mentioning mm-hmm. earlier Game of Thrones podcast they had a I listened to the you know, the book Spoiler thing and um, there's a history that uh, that they show, talk about in one of the books about this great king Bella 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 something and he 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 was a big warrior and champion and then was defeated by the Giants okay. and and we all know that George R.R. Martin is a big New York Giants fan and. The Giant 1-1 is specifically named after a player on the New York Giants. Sims. That's right, Phil Sims, exactly. And this story that he writes in one of his books about the great Belichick that was a king from years ago who lost after after some great battles, he finally lost.
2: Yeah, that that was that was a rip on, uh, yep. Yeah,
0: I, was, I thought you would appreciate that, even though uh, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> being, being a huge Bill Belichick fan. Yeah, but. that was a little, a little
2: hidden uh, football jab in his, his writing at one of his friends.
0: Yes, yes. I, they, but uh, they talk about it in the Game of Thrones podcast uh, this last huh. week, so I just thought cool. it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're talking so about Ben
2: that's pretty much all in this scene, uh, for, at least for now. Um, but I, I, I want to see Benjen uh, get back with uh, Jon Snow. Because Benjamin still knows about his mom, doesn't he? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. When he was leaving, he was like, we'll talk when I get back. Oh,
3: yeah, um, you're right. you're right.
2: <laughs> bye for six years. Um, yeah. yeah, so he still has knowledge that... But, uh, but-
1: Let's now, hope nobody dies in the interim.
0: Now they haven't, they <laughs> right? haven't have um, shown uh, um, or, or discussed where they're going, right? So we don't know where Benjen is going to bring Bran. To my knowledge, right. All right, that's what I thought. I thought it was yeah, it was one of those loose threads. Wait until episode nine when they come back. And you'll we'll see
2: if something's going to happen. We'll find out.
1: Yeah, and yeah, well, and by the way, this is why uh, I do kind of like the whole uh, – f- I know they're not zombies, but fast zombies thing, even though like, I do still prefer the slow ones, because they're running after them. And as Benjamin says, the dead never rest.
0: Right. Right? Mike, Mike, you yeah. appreciate the, the slow over the fast? Generally, yeah. Oh, terrible. Anyway, so <laughs> continue. Uh, but these are whites anyway, so it doesn't matter.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, here we go again.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. They're all dead. It doesn't matter.
1: Exactly. The, the point being is that, yeah, you, you do get a, a much greater sense of urgency uh, because they're in pursuit. And um, presumably they'll just keep following Bran no matter where he goes because he's marked now.
0: Well, right. and, and I love what Ben said, too. Benjamin said, he goes, uh, we... we we're being human, we rest, but the, the de- dead never the dead rest. Never
1: rest. Yep.
0: Yeah, that was a great quote. I thought,
1: um, <laughs> and he's on horseback. That gets him something, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just curious how this is going to end up playing out because, you know, is he going to be the one that leads them all back to the south? I mean, what's going to happen here? Um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure where they're going with the story arc at this point.
0: I'm still confused why the White Walkers want the three-eyed raven dead anyway. I mean, it makes, we, we still don't have any idea why they Except that, you know, we, we see that they turned, quote-unquote, turned on their creators. But we don't know why they want them dead.
2: They were created to kill humans. That is their purpose for existing. That's oh, so why you, the children of the forest created them, is to fight men. They said so in the last episode.
0: So you're saying... You're saying that they are going after well, Bran's marked, so they're going after Brand, not because he's no no reason except because he's human, and they and they know that he's human. Therefore, well, I mean, they have a mark now so. that he's
2: marked. They've got one. To, they've got an easy one to track, and also there's something about him being marked that undoes protecting magic. Because remember how the cave they were holed up in Yeah. Uh, with the three-eyed Raven, they they died when they tried to cross the threshold. Once he marked them, that magic no longer is effective. Um, So I think that's going to come into play because I believe um, from people uh, talking about what happened in the books, uh, that part of the deal at the wall um, is that the wall has some of those magic protections built into it as well. Uh, and as soon as if Bran goes through the wall, then the White Walkers and Whites will be able to as well.
0: Now let me ask you this too, Eric. Um, were your your opinion is that the White Walkers ha, don't have a true reasoning ability in the sense that their focus is simply to kill humans, and and everything else is secondary? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because I I thought they were like a group I know you of, really
2: want them to be misunderstood, but they're
0: really just fucking zombies. <laughs> yeah, because I, because I thought they were just another being that was just trying to survive out in the you know like anyone else, but now they're just like machines that are after humans.
1: Yeah. Well, remember they need the humans to procreate.
0: Yeah, that's true. true.
1: Yep. Which we learned about, la- or presumably, because we le- sort of learned that last season.
0: Um, uh, we, well, we, actually, we yeah. learned a
1: lot earlier than that.
0: Yeah, we learned it when um, two years ago. Whenever when cra- cra- Cravver yeah. yeah, was giving up the babies. That, that well, happened. we did
1: We know he was giving up babies. We didn't know for what reason.
0: No, yeah, we did. Well, we finally are. Maybe they, 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 they
1: might have been right, but I thought was that was last year.
0: No, that was that was like it was two, two years ago. Two years ago. Three years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 That was five. season four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So that's that. Well, they're with Venger now,
2: and they, they can still be tracked by the White Walkers, and we don't know where they're headed. So we'll find all that out.
0: Yeah, Mike. Any further things you wanted to talk about on on this? Uh, mine was mostly asking questions. Is well, there? Do any- we want
1: to, Do we want to discuss any of the theories about Bran, or just save that maybe for end of the season? Or
2: oh, we can get into it if you want. Yeah, go ahead. I mean,
1: I, well, I just think that. See, I think that people are making a mistake when they say that Bran is changing the past, or, you know, that the stuff that happened, happened. He's not mm-hmm. altering it, right? And it's not, not like after he went in the past and suddenly Hodor became Hodor. He's been Hodor all along. Yeah. In other words, the point being that the past, whatever, in, while Bran influences the past, that influence has already happened, so he's not going to change the present, right? Okay. So it's, not, so it's not like he can suddenly go back and save Ned Stark and say, don't don't trust Cersei. Just just kill the bitch, you know, um, and we'll all be better off. Um, so whatever happens, so it could be something like, he, he may end up influencing the Mad King, mm-hmm. um, although I kind of would rather not, because then that really turns the character into a bit of a fuck-up.
2: I don't remember the books well enough to get deep into this, but uh, apparently there are several characters in the history of Westeros named Bran. There's Bran the Builder and Bran
0: the Breaker. Ooh, um I think I know where you're going
2: and uh yeah there's 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 a, there's a, there's a unified brand theory out there that brand is all of the brands uh somehow through the, his whole time travel thing um which I think would be awesome as hell but i'm not I'm not clear on the details of how that would all
1: work yeah, mm. I think the problem is when you throw fans in with time travel uh-huh. and you know then you get all sorts of potential for right. screwing things up and you know when you look at the the stark family pretty much everybody's name shows up in a lot of places like right. you know you have um, you know you have a Rob Stark who's I think was is the uncle yeah. or you know and yeah so there's there's a lot of, of paying traditional attention names yeah traditional names and, and Martin was really good at seeding that throughout the history mm-hmm. uh, even if it never ended up in the in the in the book, so I don't. I think they could be overdoing it with with the brand, the builder. Well, they could, but I just throw it out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a thing. So anyway, I, think they're, I don't know. I don't think they're going to go far. I think this is a way to give us an opportunity to see the history without doing true flashbacks.
2: Right. So um, after Benjamin and everything, we uh, is, do we go to Sam next?
0: Uh, we we can again. It doesn't matter what order, right? Right. Yeah. I guess Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and Sam was a, they did actually cut back and forth between a few, so, um, and I I think the most significant event is not the one that they ended with, so.
0: No, I I thought that was lame, actually, but what, let me, um, well, no, I mean, it was just, they're almost like trying too hard now, and that one was, (laughs) I thought, was trying too hard. Well, then let's talk
1: about that one, then, since we're there, because, and that's Danny.
0: Yeah, but before we do that, I want to ask Eric one thing, this is an important thing, um. Being, uh, or maybe I'm just a super duper geek when it comes to Game of Thrones, as yeah, Mike is that, with, say, Star Wars. The case, but I don't know or, what you're
2: talking about yet.
0: Or Star Trek, you know, Mike is with Star Wars and Star Trek. Maybe I'm just a GOT geek, but I thought the moment GOT turns on, everybody just runs to the TV and you know throws everything out the door and says, "This is all I'm doing." And so when I was texting last night, saying, "Oh my God, that's awesome," and then Eric goes, "I have it. I'm not watching it now." I was like horrified because I thought you were just like me, Eric. Who would no, no, I'm sit not. down and, and like the moment it comes on, it's like this is the greatest part of my whole week.
1: Yeah? <laughs> no. no, I, I, not, I turn off, I just turn off my my uh, my thing and I check your messages <laughs> after I've watched it.
2: Well, I can't because I have to maintain communication with the outside world. But
0: what, what, why, what do you what do you do, Eric, during the actual Game of Thrones broadcast?
2: Whatever. Well, and what whatever about, I'm in the middle of else? doing that's the, YouTube, that's the beautiful Mike? thing about HBO now is I don't have to fucking stick to their timetable I can watch what I want
0: and what about you Mike what What makes you so uh, busy during so, the
1: well sometimes I, I wait and watch when Pam wants to watch it and usually which is the next day you know I might be involved in other things so anyway wow.
0: um, to me it's Christmas morning I gotta yeah, I, understand I, that. You know, I gotta search you know the, the, my parents closets for the gifts and before they're <laughs> even put out yeah, you know, we so, know,
2: Phil. We know oh, oh. by your countdown posts throughout the day. So,
0: <laughs> so speaking but of putting out, the answer
2: out, is yes.
1: You're a super GOT geek. I think that's what the answer is.
0: All right, fair enough. Fair All right. enough.
1: Speaking of putting out, can we please get back to Daenerys?
0: Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Go ahead, Pike.
1: Yeah. So basically, it was the. This is the the uh, most forced ending to an episode I can recall them doing.
0: Oh, thank God, Mike, you agree with me, because I um, felt the exact same way.
1: Well, I, I get that you needed to have... Um, you need to have a moment where Drogon comes back, and you get to go, yeah, fuck yeah. All right. right. And you're going to have that. But there was nothing else in the scene, but we need a moment for Drogon to come back.
2: Well, there and, was one other thing in the scene, but it was also forced.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean there 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 was really was nothing of significance happen. I mean it's Drogon it's and because we've changed you know seasons, Drogon has grown to twice the size he had been.
2: Drogon's um, been eating his Wheaties.
1: Yeah, because the dragons only grow sizes between seasons. If you've never noticed. <laughs> right. They 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 don't have time to come up with a computer new computer model during the season. They only do it after. Right. Um but yeah, so it's it just really felt kind of lame and forced. And yeah, it was taken by itself it was an okay scene and you know you got a great kick-ass yeah okay nice to see drogon nice to see drogon nice and big and again beautiful animation that they always do but within the narrative context yeah we all knew he was coming back not a big surprise uh no dramatic build-up just i saw a wisp of wind it must be Drogon. I just picture Drogon hiding around the corner, kind of doing like a Dr. Evil. He, hee, you know, kind of <laughs> waiting. We're going to su- jump out and surprise her when she comes and give her a big bear hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what, what I meant when I said that it, it, was, it was lame. I felt the exact same yeah, way. I felt guys. We got a
2: big, cool dragon. Anytime there's a big, cool dragon, I'm a happy guy.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying Mike?
1: they could have. I think they could have had him show up at a different point where maybe they already have, uh, you know, a story going on. So anyway, that, well, that's and, a
0: minor and, the, and I leave it as the last scene of the episode too. Like like they're hoping that all the fans will go, oh wow! Like that, you know, da- Daenerys. You know, two weeks ago, whenever she came out of the fire naked, I assume they were hoping that, and instead it turned out to, to me and it appears you as well, Mike.
1: Right. Well, uh, Kelly could have structured it to have it be. You the, know the reveal of Benjamin Stark, and then they probably realized everyone said nobody knows who he is anymore. It's like oh, fuck. <laughs> you're gonna end it. You're gonna have the cliffhanger of well, huh? and I also Ooh? think
2: they wanted to do that because they're not going to come back to her next episode. Um, so I think they want a big, a, a nice big climactic moment for her. So you know she's got her dragon back, she's got her army, she needs ships. So and did you notice how many episode, did you
1: notice how many ships she needs?
2: Yes, and that's the other thing I was saying was incredibly forced. Uh, well, we'd have to have about a thousand ships. <laughs> Fuck it, a. Um, yeah.
0: And what did that reference for folks who don't know what you're talking about? Are
2: uh, it was that the last episode, Euron Greyjoy was saying, "We'll build one thousand ships and have the greatest navy in the world." Uh yeah, so that was a little on the nose there, um, but I mean I think they set this up because now they've they've determined that the next thing they need to do is travel a lot, so so they can skip that for the next episode or two. Uh, we got our big dragon moment with Daenerys, so we're cool on our dragon fix and let her do her traveling off screen and concentrate on other storylines.
0: Now let me ask you this: I have two questions in your opinions. One is. Did you get a feeling that they're, the rumor, and I think it was either you, Mike, or you, Eric, that posted this on Facebook, that this was a turning point where Daenerys is looking like they make, make her a villain? That's the first thing, because I felt that way. And two, I'm definitely not on board at all because her, even though she's bringing an army over, they're foreign invaders. They're not... In other words, it's a a foreign army invading various people. And I always look as Eric can't stand uh, analogies in the real world. And I don't agree with foreign nations or foreign people invading other people. And so, so I'm you think not we on we should point give all, all of
2: our land back to the native Americans? Um, oh, silence. Wow. I got him.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm you, I see your point, but I'm talking about in my lifetime.
2: Oh, so only stuff that happened since you were born counts.
0: Well, uh, no, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll even go back a hundred years. I'll say since World War One, you know, at uh, 1900. So we, so we, 1900. So we should
1: have stayed stayed out at, at our borders and just thrown the rocks at the Japanese and Germans. No, yeah, that
0: anyway, we, we're getting we right were, off track. No, that I don't. Hold on, hold on, I have to correct that because Mike's putting words in my mouth. That's bullshit. I I said nothing about. Fighting an enemy who uh, who attacked us. I'm talking about I'm talking about so, foreign invaders invading another country to take over and and suppress them.
1: Well, yeah, I think most people are going to go out on a limb and say that's that they're against that too. You know, the, the, the debate is over what becomes justified circumstances. And I see. I think the thing is with with Daenerys. I don't think this is the moment. You know, because she is still who she's been. But we have to remember that circumstances have changed. And she's been riding roughshod over uh, Essos, right, and Slaver's Bay and using freeing the slaves as a justification for invading Marine and all the other cities. And, you know, you could kind of go, all right, anti-slavery. I'm with the whole anti-slavery thing. You no know, slaves in Westeros. So what's her justification? Well, when the show started, what's your justification? You have a sadistic little prick sitting on the Iron Throne. Right.
0: Okay. Um, well, no, 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 no. I'm going to cut
1: you both off right here.
2: Because well, I'm just real saying, wait, wait, wait Wait at the beginning of the series is that she has a rightful claim to the throne. Right. But I'm saying blood relation to the Mad King who was overthrown.
1: Right. What I'm talking about is a moral justification. Right. The the because she's trying to be you know the 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 breaker of chains. Right. She's portraying herself as a. As a representative of the little people, and and when it becomes well, because I have a th- claim on the throne, well, now it's no longer about representing the little people. It's I want to be queen because I want to be queen, right? Right. Uh, and if you, especially if you have a halfway decent person sitting on the throne, as one could kind of make the argument with Tom and and um, and Marjorie, although we'll get to that uh, a little bit later, uh, you know, then suddenly it's it's not so clear anymore. You know, it's. Well, because her father and she would have been, like, third or fourth in line to the throne anyway. Uh, you know, it's, our case starts getting a little weak. And and having a case that's a, a moral case as opposed to a, I'm going to rule because I have a big-ass fucking dragon. Right. Uh, and you have, what's-his-face, uh, Dario say, you're, you know, basically you're not, your ass isn't meant for sitting on thrones. It's meant for riding on dragons and conquering people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that's that's where the problem is. Is she's a conqueror, not a, so much of a, a ruler.
0: And I right. would also like to state that that you know there's some bozo out there right now who's claiming uh, the rightful leadership of Russia and France. You know, some descendant of some you know monarch from 200 years ago, 100 years ago. And, you know, that's bullshit. You know, Robespierre took care of that, in and France, and, and Lenin, uh, you know, took care of that, and, and Russia. So, I don't, you know, so she can claim right. whatever if,
1: if she Anastasia, wants. If Anastasia Roman really got away, and her great-great-grandchild suddenly decides, I want to run Russia, you know, or instead, of, and Putin's got to step down, uh, you know, that, that's really a pretty thin claim. And the people aren't going to go say, oh, sure, why not, because some dumbass sweared fealty to your family – Right. Decades ago, or centuries ago, right. we're we're, gonna, we're not going to be beholden, beholden by and,
0: that. And and to be honest, I thought the speech was more of an Adolf Hitler type speech, and not a speech of like like say you know Franklin Delano Roosevelt speech. So to me, felt like you said, Mike, just a conqueror rather than a liberator or uh, a person of justice. Man, oh, a, you know what pre- it was? It
2: was it was called Drogo's speech from season
0: one. Right, and he was a savage too. So, Mm -hmm. so I I'm not on board at all, and I'm beginning to think that she's a villain, and I and and I don't like her character at all anymore um, because of it. So I'm I'm being concerned that this storyline is not necessarily going to be and and it all depends on what
2: happens when she gets to Westeros. Uh, right, and will I she think she uses her dragons to to toast citizens of King's Landing. If she does, then yes, she's a villain. Oh, will she drag her dragons north to fight the Walkers? If that, then she's a hero. Right, yeah, and, that's true. Yeah.
0: And she, I think. So assuming far, the Walkers are evil, we don't. We still don't know this. Right. So, oh, so fuck uh, off, Philip. <laughs> yes, we do.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm saying so far as as a as a potential villain goes, she's still different than say Joffrey or, or Ramsey, in that, in her mind, she's trying to do what's probably the right thing for the people where they don't really give a shit, um,
0: or even her a lot, brother. But a, but a lot of sociopaths think that. You know, I mean, I'm sure Adolf Hitler yeah. and, Stalin and Miles St. Tung thought they were doing good, too. Oh, yeah, you know? but that's it.
1: Yeah, but that, that, and, that's, and that's also a fair point. So, the question is, if she starts to go too far, it's, is she going to be able to be pulled back from the brink?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. No. So, but it, but it, but it's an you know what it is? It's they're slowly adding little things because it's not blatant turn. But it's enough that people like us, the three of us who are really you know the other podcasters from Game of Thrones podcast and Castle Kings podcast are probably really looking deep into this would see little cracks that oh while the regular fan would go, yeah, this is great. You know, she's a leader. She's going to, you know, but I think us are more apt to notice that maybe they're throwing things in that may make her more gray or even black, rather well, than.
2: And that's fair enough, but I don't give a fuck because I like dragons and I want to see more dragons.
0: Yeah, well, like, who, like, and,
1: see what, what the dragons back.
0: And you know what, Eric? You've always said whether you know good people, bad people don't matter. People suck. So if they're going to be right. burning the people and eating them, we're on board.
2: I'm I'm on team dragon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Uh,
1: Excellent. And you know, by the way, I was listening to uh, the Game of Microphones podcast, and they mentioned that Martin revealed there are, uh, like last year, that there are three big twists that were yet to come, mm. and he confirmed Hodor that, well. Hodor, that Hodor was one of them. That the killing of Shireen was one of them. Shireen. Mm. And- which uh, that was, that was Stannis' daughter. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. And the, the third one, there's actually four. He said the fourth one is only going to happen in the books. Uh, but the, the last one for oh, the and show that's, is...
0: That's, that's, that's going to be the griff, I'm sure. But go
1: yeah. on. And anyway, the last one is only going to happen, uh, what do you call, is going to happen on the last episode. So what he considers to be major twists, um... Mm-hmm. Are, are, are almost done except for the final episode of Game of Thrones. Not for the season, for the right, series. Right. Uh, so, but of course, that means that things like Jon Snow dying and coming back was not something he considered a major twist, right? Um So we'll see, because uh, and, and, clearly he's not counting an evil Daenerys then as a as a as a twist. But uh, right. we'll find right. out, right.
0: yeah. Right. And, and he didn't count Stannis collapse a twist either.
1: I think most of us saw that one coming.
0: Yeah, I, I. You know what? I didn't. You know what? I honestly did not think see it coming because I didn't think he was going to necessarily make it as a Game of Throne king to sit on Iron Throne. But I thought he was going to be some sort of powerhouse to stop the Walkers mm-hmm. and, okay. li- and liberate the North. And that didn't happen. And I was that was a, I thought was a huge twist.
2: This, this is an honest guy question that just occurred to me while you we were talking about that. Where did Stannis's army go? Who are, who are they allied with now?
0: Well, half of them were were, were paid, I mean mercenaries, and they all just okay. fled. They just okay. fled and went home. And then the other half, I think uh, Ramsey uh, just executed. In, in other words, it was okay. it was a Stalingrad. Every German soldier was just literally executed by the, the Soviets. So, yeah, so a there lot was, there
2: were no survivors of Team Stannis. Right.
1: Probably not. Okay. No, nobody right. not anything significant. Most of this remember a lot of people deserted him when he decided to set his daughter on fire. Right, right.
0: And a lot as of them they, as deserted. They should have. <laughs> a lot of them deserted even before that because uh they were starving and all You're that. You're
1: hungry. Mwah. Oh, I want to eat. <laughs> 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 My toes are falling off. Uh,
2: okay, anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to derail that.
0: No, that's fine. Um, so, all right, so that's interesting about the Daenerys storyline. That was uh, the last scene of this episode. They're trying to make it dramatic. Did Eric you notice,
2: what? I don't get. I don't care about the story, the, the dragon. Yeah. Uh, did you notice on the close-up of the dragon at
0: the end? Team dragon. Boring, yes.
2: That there are two little, they look like valves on either side of his yeah, mouth. Yeah, that. that was
0: cool. That was awesome.
2: And that's where, like, the name palm gets ejected. That's so fucking cool that they put that yep. on.
0: And I noticed that help. too.
1: That was All decent, right. and yes, let's, let's and let's be clear. I thought Dragon awesome, Dragon always awesome. as Dragon is Dragon. Just, just didn't like the way it was incorporated into this episode.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, All right. By, by the way, for those folks who don't know, napon is liquid gasoline, basically. Hmm. So Which
1: is, I thought liquid I, gasoline was gasoline.
0: Well, it, it's. <laughs> Let me rephrase it, Mike. That's a fair point. I meant to say that it's jelly gasoline. So it sticks to you. So it's flaming gasoline that is jelly that sticks to you.
1: So it's like a petroleum jelly.
0: Yes, exactly. Like Vaseline. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why it's so effective and horrible. Right. uh, yeah. Yeah. So even if you jump in the water, it don't matter because it's still burning while you're underwater. So. Right.
1: Uh, so let's talk anyway. about Sam.
0: Let's go to Sam.
1: Let's go to my, my avatar on Game of Thrones. Yes.
2: Because <laughs> Sam actually got uh, a lot of airtime this episode, which was uh, uh, unusual. Uh, basically, he gets back home with Gilly and little Sam um, and basically explains to Gilly before they get there look, uh, my dad's not really crazy about wildlings, so. Ixnay on Eilding Way. uh, (laughs) And um, basically just tells her, yeah, it might be best we let him think it's actually my baby. Um, And and basically sets her up to tell a bunch of lies to his family because he knows uh, they will not accept uh, the truth.
0: Well, his father, anyway.
1: Well, yeah. How, How bad is it when your girlfriend says your father's fucked up when her father was marrying his daughters and feeding their babies to White Walkers. Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, on on, on a side note, I want, I want to go into the history of the Tali family. The Tali family were on the Targaryen side. So they were on the, the quote-unquote losing side, Okay. first of all. And second, the Tallies are not a big family. They are Bannermen- to queen marjorie's family the the uh, tyrells so that would be similar to the boltons or the umbers or the cost stocks were to the stocks right. so that or, or Frey was to to the to um uh the uh, the tullies so so yeah they're they're a smaller family and they are the tyrell Bannerman. So I just wanted to throw that out as a historical thing, because it was interesting to to note that. And it okay. demonstrates more of a reason why his father's an asshole, in my opinion.
2: I think his father is just, uh, was just born a supreme asshole. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: But, yeah <laughs>
2: um, so so I, a, I like his mom. Yeah, his
3: yeah,
1: mom's nice enough. Nice. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, and mom welcomes... Sister, his sister uh, was nice, too. Yeah, sister was nice. They both welcomed Gillian the baby. Uh, as family Uh, and the sister even hooks her up with a very nice dress to wear to dinner Uh, Mm -hmm. and then dinner happens and oh fuck did that go south (laughs) Um, basically they sit around the dinner table and his father makes a bunch of cracks about how fat he is and how worthless he is uh, and then basically figures out that Gilly is a wildling uh, and goes off about that uh, and basically says, I'll give Gilly a job in the kitchen. We'll take care of the bastard. Get the fuck out of my sight. Um,
0: But I wanted to throw a few other things in there in that conversation, Eric, because um, they're talking about hunting um, Mm -hmm. because the father and son of uh, Sam's brother uh, came back from hunting, and um, and Sam talks about how uh, a few of his friends were excellent hunters as well as uh, Gilly herself is a uh, excellent hunter, and and they thought it was, you know, the woman here obviously thought that was odd, because their father and husband would never teach the woman to hunt. Um, right. and, you know, but but she does name
1: drop Umber.
0: Yes, yes, they, they do, actually, yeah. That's right. Um, and then the other interesting thing is is that they're talking about how uh, Sam is going to be a, a maester, and his mm-hmm. father says, gee, that's great learning about and, and knowing more about people who are greater than you, that were better people than you. And then, t- and then this is when Gilly just flips and says that, um, you know, you're, Sam is a better warrior than either your son, other son or you will ever be. He killed a white walker when we were heading south to the wall. And two things that were interesting is is that the brother – it immediately says there's no such thing as a white walker. That's nonsense. And then the father figures out Hold it, why were you north of the wall?
1: Yeah, well and she right. and she actually says and because let's be honest, as Sam is not particularly deceptive and he, <laughs> and and their entire uh, scheming is don't say you're you're a wildling. No, like figuring out how did we meet. I guess they don't do small talk in in Westeros. But <laughs> right. um
2: and they've never had to deal with immigration services, so they don't Yeah, to uh, tell the
1: story. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they never come up with a good story. But all she says, and I love this because it's if she had said south, it felt like they would have just hung too much of a, a hat on it, uh-huh. you know that whole aha. But no, she just said when we're going down to the cat, down to the uh, down to the wall, or down to Castle Black, and uh-huh. it's the sort of casual thing you would say in speech that honestly most people could have missed uh, if they weren't looking for it, and and that that's what tips off uh, Daddy that she's a wildling. Mm-hmm which is right. by saying down instead of going up.
0: Right, right. So heading south instead of heading north. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, the, you, Mike, mentioned that they, they named dropped the Umbers. Uh, what was that exactly? Just I remember saying that, that name.
1: Just saying that the Lord Umber, who taught his daughters how oh, to. that's and
0: right. Just,
1: just using that as an example of how the north is different, which was something that came up, uh, I think, last episode, right, when she said, uh, when she was asking the Johnson. Onion Knight, yeah, yeah, what do you know about the north? um so there is something a little different about the north um and i guess how they expect their women to behave um and a little bit more that you know you have to be expected to hunt to survive in the north right because i'm guessing there's not as much farming
0: (laughs) even though maine and idaho are well known for potatoes they only can you know have the potatoes for like three months a year and then the rest of the year forget about it
2: it's also kind of hard to farm in the frozen arctic tundra
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. so yeah and it's hard to farm in maine or Idaho after uh october and, well, it is, and, and before June
1: yeah the the north is is massive it's bigger than like all the rest of the the the, uh, the West kingdom West. combined but right. it's kind of like Canada right and that you got, <laughs> well now you got a whole you know you got some some populated areas and then a whole lot of popsicles you know and that's basically it um,
0: yeah. It's interesting you can drive like north of Quebec City like an hour, and the, you know the population density is like one every ten miles that's that 's how like there 's nobody up there and then there's areas t- to Hudson Bay um to get you can 't even drive to it you have to actually fly in because you know there 's no one there it's, it's and this this is how the north is, especially after you hit the wall never mind. Uh, various parts where the Umbers live, for that matter. So that was a good analogy, Mike. I like that. Yep. I would have used Russia instead of Canada. because That would, that,
1: that would yeah. work just as well. Yes. yes they yeah. have a whole lot of territory because people said, okay, you can have it if you want it. <laughs> right. Um,
0: <Yeah. laughs> nowadays, people say, oh, yeah, we want that territory. <laughs> Not for make us big and strong but we want it because there's natural resources under there and that's the real reason but right. don't you know don't you know just ask China right now why they're doing what they're doing but yeah it's kind of interesting how um it's thinly populated and whatever so you're right Mike that makes the north people much different than basically right where you hit the phrase phrase is the beginning or I should say the end of the north and the beginning of the south
2: yep. Right. so um it. it some point, Sam is getting ready to leave and go to wherever maesters are made, uh, and he decides he's taking Gilly and little Sam with him. Uh, he doesn't want to leave him there with his asshole father. And uh, on the way out the door, he grabs the family sword off the wall, um, which was mentioned during dinner that it's made of Valyrian steel. Uh, and that's important because we saw that Jon Snow's sword made of Valyrian steel uh, can actually take out a White Walker. Uh, so Sam is now in possession of a Valyrian seal sword. We'll see if that comes into play. And, uh, um,
0: we'll... Eric, I would like to talk about that scene because he says some good things in that scene. One is what Gilly says, you're going to steal your father's sword. And then Sam says an excellent point, which is it's not his sword. It's the family sword. And I thought that was a brilliant thing. Cause when you really look at it, it's a 500 year old sword and the only reason the father has it is simply because he happens to be the oldest living Tully. I mean, the o- oldest living Tully. But generally, it's really not his sword any more than anybody else that happens to be a Tully. So Sam is taking oh. it. And then and then, <laughs> then <laughs> Sam says, uh, uh, Gilly says, are you worried that your father's going to come after you and take it? And he says the greatest line ever. He goes, he, goes, he can bloody well try. Yeah, he's
2: all uh, he's all bluster when he's not uh, sitting there in front of him.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking because if he turned around and Dad was there, he'd be like, "Oh, oh. I didn't mean it, Hi, <laughs> father." It's like, and well, father he, would, he did apologize
0: to it. Gilly. He did apologize to Gilly like every time I'm named my father, I, I I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't defend you more and blah blah blah. Right. Um,
1: well, that's the thing is that. I think a lot of us, I'm going to guess, I don't think I'm alone in this, kinda wanted Sam to just turn around and tell his father to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right? And for him to do what Gilly did. But, you know, you, you, he has grown, but he hasn't grown that much. And his father is his, is his primal, like, fear. You know, that's, that's the thing that right. has been haunting him his entire life. And so, really, just I don't think it would have been all that true to who Sam is as a character for him to turn around and tell his father to go fuck himself, right? Um, so right. I, kind of, right. I, so I do like the fact that he ended up doing something so passive aggressive, which was sne- which is sneaking off in the middle of the night and taking and taking the damn sword. Which, let's be honest, I'm sorry, Phil, I get your point. It's a family sword. He renounced his name and title. So, <laughs> But you know what? And, and,
0: at this point in, in Game of Thrones, and I've, I've said it from the very beginning, I thought the, the Black Watch was a bunch of bullshit anyway, because it forced—it's basically the father, at, at least in Sam's case, f- is forcing his son to join because you're a piece of shit and I don't want you here anymore. Meaning you're not going to get any inheritance, you're going to get nothing, and so he was either going to be a pauper on the street or not. But either way, giving he was renouncing. Yeah, exactly. So renouncing. Doesn't mean that you don't have the same DNA, and your your name still isn't Atali, or I mean Atali. Well, actually,
2: it kind of renouncing it. That's kind of exactly what it means. That's kind of like the whole point of renouncing.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if you're really renouncing, but, right? You're yeah, just it, renouncing the title. You're not renouncing the name.
1: You no, know, you're renouncing all claim to your family stuff. Because the point being that if you're with the, the watch, you're there till death. And they don't want anybody using that as you know for political purposes, for you oh, know right. bolstering their family. If there's a, if, oh, I don't know, if for some reason there happened to be a war between five kings,
0: right? But Sam has said, you know what? I'm um, he, he's fighting the laws of the Black Watch because he says, "I'm Gilly, you're coming with me." Where uh, you know I'm bringing you to the Meister. So he's he's dropping all pretense of Black Watch. Um. Laws by saying, "Gilly, you're coming with me. I'm bringing you. You know, even though the Meisters don't supposed to have woman I'm taking the sword, even though I supposedly, you know, renounced the t- Tali name, and on and on." So I, I think he's he's doing uh what we're going to discuss in a moment about what Arya's doing with the the no name crap.
1: Well, I mean, what's he going to do though? I mean, I don't think he's thought it through. I mean, he's doing this very spur of the moment because he walks out, turns around, walks back in, and says, "Fuck it, let's go." Um, I mean, was he going to go to the tower and say, but she's more manly than I am? Yeah. I mean.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's a fair point, Mike, and that's what we're going to find out. Again, he doesn't even know that Jon Snow was killed and is back either.
1: Right. Right. He's, 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 he's following the orders of a dead man. Right. Who has who is, who is renounced his claim as the commander of the Night's Watch. And how much does he want to go back to Castle Black if, he's, if he can't be the uh, Jon's best friend? Um, so we,
0: we, we could argue that he's just taking the sword then, because my father's a fucking asshole, so I'm just taking the sword just to be a Well, and that's actor.
2: basically what it comes down to.
0: Um, well, that's what the, it looks like. You know, there's going to be a twist in the future that it happens to do something else, but don't you think?
1: Well, I, I have a so. thought on that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, he's going to be a meister. Now, there are very few Valyrian steel swords. The father makes it clear that there's very few Valyrian steel swords. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a maester with a Valerian steel sword. Hmm. Maybe they'll use it to figure out how to make more. Oh, that'd be cool.
0: That is interesting. Yep. Yep. Well, and that's another thing that pisses me off about the father is he's this blowhard. Okay, fine. He was a, this great warrior. But, you know, you take away his sword and give it to your enemy. Maybe that guy. But otherwise, he's just he shits and pisses like every other human being. So fuck him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have a feeling that just because Sam has a cool sword, he's not going to turn into uh, uh, you know the Dread Pirate Roberts anytime soon.
0: Oh, I don't think he's going to be a warrior either. But but he has he has it. Something's going to happen with the sword. You know you know he's going to do something. Oh, like
1: absolutely! That. Remember, it took him yeah. two seasons to pay off him having a pocket full of obsidian.
0: Right, <laughs> that's a fair point. Excellent, good point. So, uh, but I, I like that story. I, I liked how he basically was saying fuck you to the father even though his father wasn't there. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I like that they did it all in an episode.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, thank God. Jesus, man, I'm not kidding.
1: Yeah, I, wouldn't, I would not have wanted to see this go for, like, uh, stretched out in, like, two-minute segments Yeah, for five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. Uh, so that leaves us with uh, King's Landing and uh, Arya. Which one do you hit first? Arya? Well, since... Well, yeah. Speaking of stretching things out two minutes at a time for several seasons, let's
0: wax repeat. on, wax off, wax <sighs> on, wax off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, there so, was no training in this. This was they they kind of threw us into it.
0: No, no. But, up, but I was referring to the t-
1: oh, the, two, the past two stuff.
0: seasons, yeah, that you just mentioned, which is yeah. two minutes episodes. For, you know, for the past two seasons of wax on, wax off.
2: Yep. So. This uh, episode, Arya gets to see a little bit more of the play uh, that she's been watching with the fictional account of what happened in King's Landing. Um, which uh, something that was that was that got reminded to me here is that the whole world, like everybody except for Tyrion and Lady Olenna, think that Tyrion actually murdered Joffrey, uh, and he did so. Uh, oh,
0: and and too, Baelish.
2: Oh, true, true, true. So uh, Tyrion kind of got the shit out of the stick on that one. Um,
1: uh, what I did think was interesting, and I don't know if this was a plot point for where Arya's going to go in the future, did you notice that the that stage Tyrion says he's going uh, across the sea, he's going over to, uh, I don't think he said marine, but... To Essos that he was, anyway. That he, was, that he was heading to Essos. So apparently, people know what happened. I mean, obviously they knew he killed his father, but apparently people now know that 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 Tyrion has gone over and is serving with with Daenerys. I missed that.
2: Thanks for thanks for pointing hmm.
1: that out. So hmm. and I'm wondering if that's going to be maybe maybe since she's in Braavos, maybe she ends up going in that direction.
0: Perhaps. Right. Well, I mean, if, if they're Showing Tyrion as a evil conniving scumbag. This must mean that they don't like um, uh, Daenerys as well in, in Bravos. But then again, based off of everything we saw, it seems like they're pro Lannister in Bravos.
1: Well, at least in that story, they're telling what the the the, the official version of that story is. Right. Um, and, and I'm and I loved how you know last week we saw. Ned Stark the fool and everybody laughed at him and Arya is horrified at watching these events play out and this week we're seeing the tragic death of Joffrey Baratheon and everybody <laughs> is sad and gasping she is laughing her ass off at Joffrey's death right. it, it,
0: it was tragic we do piss Joffrey don't we
1: What? <laughs>
0: he, was, he was a fun character uh. bag <laughs>
1: So, anyway, so that was nice. But I also liked how, you know, she does end up weirdly identifying with Cersei, right? And she does get moved to tears by the actress. And, you know, when she confronts or is confronted by the actress uh, after backstage, she basically puts herself in, in Cersei's shoes or, or puts Cersei in her own, right? But she, saying, but,
0: but she does say or think that that's not how Cersei's would really act. Cersei's but would she's. Act. A, like vengeance but, and anger and and a whirlwind. Well, because that's how she reacted,
1: right? She went and decided she wanted vengeance on everybody.
0: Who, Cersei's?
1: No, Arya. Arya. Oh, right. Oh, she right. didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her father, you oh, know, or to Rob. Is- you know, she ended up missing them. And she, and what did she do? She made a list and yeah. of people she won revenge on. And she's absolutely right about Cersei as well. But I think you know, you wonder if that ends up creating. You know that I don't know if it's going to be a big plot point where oh now I understand you and all is forgiven, but you know on some level then she understands Cersei a little bit and maybe understands that for her maybe that's not the right way to be going.
2: Right. Um, so she's she's still on this mission to uh, to poison the main actress, uh, and she she backs out of it. Uh, she does poison the drink, but at the very last second knocks it out of her hand, and then. Uh, Points out her understudy and says, uh, "Keep your eye on that one. She wants you dead." <laughs> and takes off. Um, and she goes and she's like, "Fuck the House of Black and White. I'm done with this shit." Uh, and she retrieves needle from where she hid it in the wall by the sea. Um, and then Jack and Hagar uh, gets a report from the Waif, who says, and I was right about her. She did do it." Uh, and Jaka Hagar is like, yeah, fine, whatever, make sure she doesn't suffer, go do it. Uh, so now the waif is going said, after... Remember her.
1: she said you promised her to me. She basically <laughs> right. makes line. Like, you promised I could. So she's been, She's she put the bet against her a long time ago and right. like, can I kill her when she fucks up?
2: <laughs> right. Well, so the waif is, brought- is going after Arya to try, and, this, uh, the- to try and execute her.
0: This worries me because it's too contrived. Because we're going to see... Arya kill the Waif and I would prefer to see Arya just get away and the Waif never find her because that would be more unique
2: Phil you gotta give up the the whole non-predictable thing it's just not happening
0: anymore (laughs) but it's disappointing I I don't want to see the Waif die because that's too obvious
2: well but we've also shown what uh, what if the Waif peels off a face and reveals that she's
1: actually somebody else we know
0: that would be that would be cool because that would be unexpected. Okay.
1: Right, but it's also she, Arya doesn't have any resources at this point other than a pointy stick. Right, right.
0: Mike, right, that doesn't mean that Arya won't get the upper hand because even an assassin who's not paying attention could get wiped out. But,
1: and I'm saying, and we know that there is a price that was paid. The the many faced God needs a name. He needs a life, a life for a life. So if he's not getting the life for which he was paid, he needs another life.
0: He just does stuff for money, then, because uh, this is now it, it. Me, it looks like this religion or whatever you want to call this cult is is just taking money. Or I'll pay you whatever amount of dollars is to kill this person, and and it, so they're just assassins. You're absolutely right. So it's just a religion of assassins. It's not even right. It's not but even. They have a,
1: but they have a code. They've taken the money. Someone must die. They don't yeah. care who so much, but somebody has to die in order to, to meet the demands of the many-faced god.
0: Now it right. makes me look at them as um, just another fast, stupid religion rather than a legitimate, you know. Assassin's guild. Well, I thought originally when they were first introduced that they were assassin's guilt. But then as we discovered that they're a god and all this other stuff, I was assuming that they were actually trying to do good in the world. And it appears that they're neither. They're just this gray... You know, insignificant. They're not insignificant, but they're gray, and they just do self-interest, evil or self-interest. Well, crap. no, they're, they're,
1: they're well, they're they're serving the god of death, and they're they're serving death. And how they serve it is is you know how we could debate it, but they serve death by killing people. And right. now so, I don't. I, it's, and now and they the, you know they've been saying, well, do you ask questions about why we kill who we kill? Um, the servant doesn't ask questions of the master.
0: Well, see, this is where I I get lost, because even though we've all played Dungeons & Dragons and whatnot, I'm looking at it, I guess, in the real world rather than in a a Dungeons & Dragons world, where, in theory, the religion is supposed to be good, while in this world, religion, it appears, can be anything.
2: Well, it depends on how you look at it. And the way they look at it is that the many-faced god... Uh, death is neither good nor evil. It's just something that exists in the world, uh, and they serve the god of death by c- carrying out assassinations. Um, and yeah, they take money because they got to keep everything going. So, uh, I mean, it's uh, the, it's not that much different than other religions, other than the fact that they kill people,
1: right? And people and and they they deliver death for people who pay tribute. So Arya knows that you have this organization that will be coming for her. They aren't going to let it go because they are religious fanatics in their own right. And, so she, and someone has to die. And she doesn't have the resources to go get on a big boat and sail far away. And even if she did, they would still catch up to her eventually. So what does she do? She puts herself in a room, takes out her needle, and blows out the light because the one thing we know known she's learned how to do is fight while blind.
0: Right. right Although I'm yeah.
1: willing to bet that the waif is still better at it.
0: And, and we'll she, see. She, where she blew out the light and where she was going to bed, bed in the temple? I, I don't... Or was that uh, some, some hidden... I don't post? know
2: exactly where she was.
0: Because based off of her blowing out the light and, and seeming very comfortable in the room that she was at, I'm thinking that she's at the temple... And she's waiting to either die as a heretic or win as a Stark.
1: I don't think she would have went back to the temple. Because okay. that, that, that would just be That's like walking def- into the Lion's Day. Lion's Day yeah, and right. she might not have a chance to prepare whatever trap she's preparing.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I felt that it was unclear where what happened. And they should have shown... Some kind of establishing shot.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: establishment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, but I guess you know that makes sense, even if they didn't have the establishment shot.
2: Yep.
0: So, what did you guys think of this whole thing? Um, That's when I texted you, Eric. I said, "Stock," because she was now Uh, becoming a stock again when she picked up. I figured that out. Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah, so, I mean, I'm glad that this whole fucking thing has come to an end. Because um, I thought it was clear a long time ago that she wasn't going to be able to do the no-name bit. Um, and that she was always going to be a Stark. So, I'm glad the farce is over and that the plot is going to progress
1: forward.
0: Absolutely.
1: However, I would like to know why the hell we sat through this, if she's not going to go through with it.
0: Just, well, a, tra- for, just a train,
1: for, right? For the same
2: reason that we sat... Through four seasons of Daenerys doing whatever the fuck to end up with her back in the grasslands with an army of horsemen, just like she had at the end of season one.
0: Yes, yes. A lot of podcasts have been complaining about that. You, they <laughs> listen to the same ones I have. Um, yeah, but the
1: character has changed.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> a lot of debate on these other podcasts saying why did they have all this except to just drag out the plot because they had nothing for her to do if they're just going to have her come back with a Dharaki Durath- army in the first place.
2: Right. And uh, well, I mean, if you're going to go with the character development thing, then it's the same thing here with Arya because I don't think she's the same person who walked into the house of black and white.
0: Right, right. I mean, um, honestly, I think this one was better than the Daenerys, even though I didn't like either. And the reason I think this one's better is because at least this shows Arya learning a trade because first she learns with um her swordmaster back in king's right. landing and then and well first with with, with Jon and then Jon Snow and then with the the guy in king's landing and then with the hound and now with these people and now she's supposed to be we assume somewhat of a good type of warrior now so
2: as long that, as she doesn't have to find a thin woman
0: this way there
2: Oh wait! The wave has been consistently kicking her ass up and down the house of black and white.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but either way, yes. I mean, it was dragged on way too long, and, and I think these are directly related to um, the way the books were. Because I've heard, the, especially you said it, Eric. Never, never mind, Joanna Robinson. Never mind. Pretty much everybody else. The last two books were way too. Like Long. unnecessary, yeah, yeah, and and this is just doing it. I mean, they, in theory, they could have just ridden out Daenerys and um, Arya whole seasons, as they did Bran, for that matter. Yes, exactly. But I guess they decided, you know, to do whatever they did, and and this is how it happened. So either way, I, I do like how it's progressed because now we're. I mean. I don't like how it's progressed. I like that it is now progressed to the point where we don't have to go through that nonsense anymore.
1: Exactly. Any thoughts, Mike? No, I, I agree. It's this is I. I've generally enjoyed the storyline, but it's it's stayed overstayed its welcome, uh, and I still want to see where it's going uh, be, because I don't think, unlike Daenerys, I don't think there has been as big of a a story shift um, in in terms of the or character shift for Arya. Um, I think you could have gotten a lot of the same development if you let her around run around with the hound for a little bit longer. Um okay,
0: fair enough. Yeah. But, well, and Mike, uh, earlier in this this season when we were doing a, an earlier episode of this podcast, I even said that they could have just ridden her out completely all last year and I would have been more interested in seeing say Bran and maybe the storyline of the people of the forest. Un- so we could understand what was going on there, because that, in my opinion, would have been more interesting to the all-around picture of things than, you know, wax on, wax off for a whole season.
1: Well, they didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, and that's the thing. Is even with the training, they, they were they were doing very short montages, so they weren't doing a whole lot of wax on, wax off. They really weren't. It's just that they kept cutting back to it for, like, two minutes at a time. Right.
0: And but, so, but when they when they cut back to it, it was mostly wax sawn wax. No, off it or really killing was, I, I disagree yeah, with you. Uh, cockles, a bunch of cockles. It,
1: well, there were different acts, but it wasn't just plain repetitive, tedious well, training. Well, it it was me, watching her let, do different things.
0: Well, let me rephrase. It it would it wasn't interesting. In other words, it, it reminded me of what it reminds Eric about the Greyjoys. It,
1: okay, enough. but I, I disagree. I'm just saying I found it interesting,
0: so I'm not arguing that it wasn't for, say, you. I mean, you, you actually said you liked the Greyjoys, and Eric disagreed with you, and I'm saying... Well, he's wrong. Story. I do like the Greyjoys. <laughs> is, <all> right. <laughs> but, but, yeah, either way, that's... that's yeah, I know. I know what you mean, yeah. But I, I, would, I would have been more interested in seeing Bran for those two minutes, each episode in season five, than Arya. Even okay. though Eric doesn't like the Bran story, at least we would have got more and been prepared more for what happened last episode with the brand story, like learning the white walkers and were created by the people of the forest, but it's still who are the people of the forest. I still have no idea. And who the uh, Raven of three eyes is. I still have no idea. I'm still a little confused. It's all. I don't, know. it's,
1: it's just, I, don't, I, I see that again. I don't think any of that entirely matters. It's all backstory and filler to me. Um, and there may be yeah, interesting I, stories to
0: it. I'm just saying, I don't said, think it. You have said that, Mike, and I've always thought that was interesting that you said all the flashbacks and backstory aren't important. But I think all that is more important for what's going to happen, and probably, as Eric said, Martin's third, or you said, Eric, I mean, Mike, the third twist, which will happen the very last episode of the series. I think all that is important, even though you think it's just. And backstory that isn't maybe. I we'll see.
1: But I, I kind of think of it like you know, go back to the original Star Wars where you have, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi kind of drop, uh, drop the Clone Wars, right? Didn't say what the Clone Wars were. They never didn't expand on it until eventually they made the prequels, and then people were said, you know, I really didn't actually have to know all of that. Um, sometimes you just throw little things in there to add richness and texture and. It's really not that important to understanding the story that's going on right then but, and there.
0: Yeah, all right, that's a fair point. Well, yeah. and
1: I, I did read
2: somewhere that uh, one of the one of the disconnects between the show and the books um, is that in order to make an entertaining television show, you need to drive the plot forward. Whereas George R. R. Martin, in his books, in his writing, is much more interested in world building, uh, which is why her, his books are so voluminous and have so much detail with so many characters. Uh, is because he's more interested in fleshing out the world he's created, uh, whereas you can't do that in an hour-long television episode. And, uh, uh,
0: never mind that he created uh, Encyclopedia, th- which is his last book, and it's just, it's like you know four hundred pages. Right. And and the fan base of the books, most of these these book geeks are so into the history, even more so than the story that's going forward.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we go to King's Landing. Yeah, King's Landing. Boy, did this not go the way we thought it was going to.
0: But well, do you think you remember? I asked you guys. I said, do you think that Tom and or or Mar- Marjorie are going to fall for the cult? You remember I said that a couple times. No,
2: nope. I I don't. I have, but that's, I have no recollection of those events.
0: Okay, well, go, go back to a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm I'm not doubting you. I'm just I just honestly don't remember it. I but yeah, I think she drank the flavor aid. So you think I, she's sincere?
0: I don't know well, either. I think
1: there. I think there's three possibilities. She either is sincere, and they've had her for several months, from what Jamie said, um, or or there's something magical and they twisted her mind, or that she's she's scamming them.
0: Well, why and, don't
1: we
2: take a step back in and
0: I, th- see I what think the hell we're
1: talking about before we I get into
0: that. I think she's I think she's scamming everybody.
2: Why don't we talk about the events? All
0: right, let's before let's we talk get about into her. that. Yeah.
2: So. Um, What happens here is that it's it looks like it's time for Marjorie's walk of atonement, Um, and as planned previously at the small council meeting, um, the Tullys show up with their army, and are prepared to uh, make the blood flow if uh, they make Marjorie do this walk.
0: But Eric, Um, you forgot forgot the the major scream that we heard throughout the world when they said, "No, they're going to stop it." Was you missed? Uh, pointing out the scream of everybody, including Mike, that we were going to now have to unfortunately miss ten minutes of uh, the the naked Natalie Dorman walking.
2: (laughs) Worst episode ever! So Jamie's there with them. (laughs) Boy, uh, Jamie got made an ass up here. Um, uh, So he basically shows up uh, with the Tully army uh, and says, uh, I speak for King Tommen. Uh... Let the queen go. If she's forced to do this walk, I've got no problem killing your people. Uh, Eric, what,
0: Eric, what did you think of Mace Tyrell's um, rally speech?
2: I I don't remember it. So apparently, I didn't think much of it.
0: Yeah, it was kind of lame.
1: I was, was thinking back to a I was thinking back to a season season five meme of Ponce, but that was <laughs> um. So Lady Elena
2: shows up for the proceedings, too, and they're standing there. Uh, and then... And by the way, this is just a side note, but during this scene, uh, I noticed that uh, they're on this huge st- flight of stairs, right? Where where uh, Cersei started her walk. Um, and Jamie is on horseback and actually rides up the stairs on the horse, and it looks like it was actually the actor doing it the whole time. And I was pretty impressed with that, because I... I, I've never tried to ride a horse up a flight of stairs, but I imagine it can't be as easy as riding it on flat ground.
0: But you know what, Eric? It would not surprise me because of what we talked about in uh, about the movie Black Swan. Never mind what they did with Cersei's last year. They could have put digitally put his face on a stunt actor. Uh,
2: they could have, but then you see him at the top of the stairs and there's no cut. Um, so it was, it was just
1: interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Well, uh, he's, he's, he's British, right? He knows how to how to ride a horse. That,
0: no, geez. he's not British. He's Danish. Oh, no, he's Dutch. Dutch. No, he's Dutch, Danish. okay. <laughs> yeah, he's well, Dutch. European, right? <laughs> yeah. He's a thing.
2: Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, they show up and, and uh, have forces and, and threaten uh, everything, and the Sparrows basically like, my people will be happy to die for their cause, but that won't be necessary today because there's not going to be a walk. Because uh, Marjorie has already done her atonement by bringing someone else into the light, uh, and out walks King Tommen. Surprise! Uh, and boy is Jamie not happy, because uh, <laughs> apparently he doesn't speak for King Tommen. Um, and uh, it's announced that the crown and the church are now working together. Uh, for the good of the people. Uh, and there's there's one, uh, I forget the the head Tyrell dude's name, what's his first name? Uh, Mace. Mace Tyrell turns to Lady Helena and goes, what's happening? And she goes, they've beaten us, that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so basically they're trying to make it like Saudi Arabia, where you get the kingdom and the the Saudis and the Wahhabis ruling the two pillars. The Wahhabis, w- 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 I think they're called. The- there's, there's two families that form Saudi Arabia. One was the uh, the monarchy and one was the the religion. And this is kind of similar where there's two pillars, the monarchy and the religion, are going to hand-in-hand rule the world, basically, is what right. is being imp- imp- implied here, I think.
2: Right. Um. So, yeah, I uh, this is a bit disappointing to me because I really wanted this clash to happen. Uh, I wanted to see some blood flow, but that didn't happen. Um, so then after that, Jamie gets in trouble with the king because he stood up to the church, and they're now buddies. Uh, and he basically tells uh, Jamie to go head up the army up north, and what's the name of the castle? I can't remember.
0: Um, River River Run.
2: River Run. Um, he tells him to go up to River Run and and, uh, and take it back. Um so Jamie's all pissed off because he's been basically uh put out to pasture as punishment. Uh and he's not gonna he's not gonna be around anymore. And she um, seems to be taking the whole thing very calmly.
0: Yeah, she is, actually.
2: Which is surprising to me. Makes me wonder if maybe she had a hand in it.
0: No, I don't think that's it. I think I think, I think she's just becoming more level headed. In other words, buying our time, I think, is how she's looking at it.
2: Okay. Well, seriously, in level-headed, don't really go together in my head, but we'll leave it. But,
1: but she also has Jamie with her, and that seems to have a calming effect now that he's back. <laughs> Even though he is nowhere near calm in this scene. right? We, what, we,
0: what? We, we did forget a huge scene uh, before this, because we forgot the Walder Frey scene, because that sets up... Oh, you're right. Mary. Earth- yeah, this talking earth- about the Freys. Yeah, so we better talk about the phrase. Which has Walter Frey is the greatest character. This guy is throwing one line is left and right. I, I'd pay to see him stand up. He's awesome, Bradley. Uh, I forget the guy's name. His last name is Bradley, the actor. The guy is just yeah. freaking awesome.
1: Well, yeah, this was the uh, basically as he, he dresses down his men because they we because they claim they lost the castle. And it's like you don't lose a fucking castle. You lost. You yes. lost the blackfish. He took the castle. The ca- That's the I difference assume, between the you know,
0: take- the castle's still there, you know where it is.
1: So you didn't lose the castle. Well <laughs> the funny thing is that who is it? Is it the Reeds that
0: have the moving castle? Uh I mean, the yeah, yeah, the Mont yeah, Reeds, yeah.
1: So somebody has a moving castle on in Game of Thrones. We haven't but we haven't seen it on the show. Okay. But uh, they have like a floating castle that floats through the swamp. Or yeah, something. yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's the reeds. Uh, How Reed, and Reed, and that's where. Oh,
1: right, right, right. Okay. And that's
0: where what's his face is right now. Um, yeah, How B- Howland B- Reed's moving castle. B- 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 Baelish is there right now. Okay.
1: So yeah. Um. So yeah, and that's basically though to set up the whole thing with Jamie, because obviously the Freys can't handle the Blackfish, right? And therefore we're going to have to let Jamie handle the Blackfish. Where, by the way. Lady Brienne is riding off too. and right. and Jamie, since he is a character of tragic timing, is going to have to find out that she's already given her heart to torment
0: <laughs> right. oh, that's right! Oh my God, Mike, that's an awesome thing because he's buddies with Brienne to siege uh, the Blackfish. Then Brienne shows up, and Brienne says, "No, they're on. They, we want them on our side." What will that make Jamie suddenly think? Because he's good buddies with Brienne.
1: Uh, right. I don't well, think he's supposed to fighting her.
0: Well, that's a fair point.
1: Yeah, it could be. Uh, I, I, you know, she, she's got torment now. I think he's totally friend zone material. Yeah. Uh,
2: it was also. I just need to bring up for any um, book readers out there that the men without banners were mentioned this episode. Yep. Uh, which means we could be setting up the appearance of a character uh, that actually showed up in book three,
0: Ooh. but has
2: not been in the show yet. Uh, yeah. But. uh, uh
0: We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. It's related to Brian's story too, right, Eric? Yes. But you were giving um, up. You are saying you were giving up on. Yeah, it's
2: been so long since that was supposed to have been revealed that I'd given up on it. But uh, this makes me think that we might actually see that character in the show.
0: Interesting. Now, um, I I I I thought it was um, interesting the the Tom and thing. I think. Tommen is actually buying the whole thing because his wife convinced him. Right. But I don't think his wife is on board based off of her discussion with her brother a few episodes ago. So I'm thinking she's setting up probably something. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the sparrow or if she's setting up everybody. I
2: I don't know what her plan. I, I believe that she
1: has a plan. I have no idea what it might be. Right. See, I just like the fact that I think that Jamie and and Cersei are still shit strategists. Right. And that they did they totally got played here, and you know the one. I mean, they, they nothing has ever gone right that they have tried to scheme. That's um, true. <laughs> and and did
2: you notice uh, people have had a very good point, uh, which is that if if you notice during the the whole scene on the stairs. Um, that the Kingsguard was revealed to have new armor <clears throat> that had the uh, the crest of the the, the seven pointed star on it. Uh, oh yeah! And yeah. If, if Cersei and Jamie didn't get wind of somebody making new armor for the Kingsguard in King's Landing, then they're just fucking oblivious.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Let's remember their original plan was: we'll pretend we don't know what's going on. And you're going to ride in hand. with... him. yeah, okay. And we're, we're going to ride in with your army, and, and we'll, you know... It's, but, but what does he do? He greets them at the gates and escorts them there. So, okay, so that doesn't work. Uh, right. And well, then he says, oh, I speak for King Tommen. It's like, well, clearly you fucking don't, you idiot. As well, the, head I- the, the head of the King's Guard you'd think you'd say, who's been, by the way, visiting with... Uh, the king has been visiting regularly with the sparrow. You'd think the head of the king's guard would have said, before we attack the sparrow... Let's make sure the king isn't going to be in the line of fire. <laughs> right. And if this was if this was Littlefinger or this was Varys, I would have called bullshit. But Jamie is not a fucking brilliant tactician. Right. He's just not. So, well, so have fun uh, trying to take out the
0: blackfish. Honestly, I think everything would have worked out if Tommen didn't betray everybody. And the reason he betrayed everybody was because Marjorie I think is tricking Tom into to you know without him knowing that he's part of the, the plan. Oh, I think you're right,
1: but I don't know what the plan is. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'd, I'd hope you're right, but I'm I'm kind of suspecting that that she's buggered. Anyway, so
0: so what what happens is is Jamie is thrown out of uh, the Kingsguard as well. So he that's why he's going to now take this army to go take out the Blackfish or at least uh, siege the Blackfish because. For him for doing what he did, he is thrown off as the head of the Kingsguard. Um, and I have no idea who is the head now, to be honest. They didn't either. The yeah. <laughs> um, but Jamie, was, he was legitimate. Everything he said was brilliant, though, uh, when he was being confronted with K- King Tommen, because he goes, I, I was in the Kingsguard before you were even born, and all these other things. And the only reason you're in power is because I, I help, you know, on and on, on. And but you know they can't you know he and, and, and I'm your daddy. <laughs> well and, and, and you know what's funny is I am thinking that Kevin Lannister, I don't know what's what's up with him because every time Tarman would speak, he would first look over to at at Kevin Lannister as if what do I do? What do I do? You know, so I'm thinking Kevin Lannister may be a scumbag too. Well, I don't know. he is
2: a Lannister. Um <laughs>
0: No, but uh and
2: somebody pointed out that uh there was a nice callback here to when uh Sir Baratheon, or not Baratheon, uh Barrister uh got uh, removed as head of the Kingsguard.
0: Yeah, Barrister uh, Selma.
2: Barrister said yes. Uh and when he took his, his armor off and threw it on the ground in disgust that Jamie did it pretty much the exact same way
0: in this scene. Yep. Jamie's the best. Good for him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive cock up. But see, actually, let, let's stop for a moment and look at this from the perspective of someone other than Jamie and Cersei, right? Could you mention Kevin Lannister? You basically have the, the High Sparrow calling the Lannisters on their bullshit over all these years. You have, you, you, you do have, uh, uh, the, the, the brother who was guilty of buggery. Now we in 21st century America may not have so much a problem with that but that seems to be an issue for this period of time. We do have what's her uh, Marjorie lying to the high sparrow and giving false testimony under oath. So, you know, and Cersei and Jaime are not exactly the most reputable people in the world. So I don't think that Kevin has to think that that uh, has to be that untrustworthy. I can see from his point of view where the High Sparrow might be kind of on the right side of things.
0: You know what? I, well, then he's a weak Lannister because his brother Char, um, uh, Ty, Tywin would have said "fuck this" and just killed them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe he puts principle above family, so it all depends. And you know, and by the way, it's uh, if if Jamie and Cersei are out, who is the head of the Lannister family?
0: Uh, Tommen. Kevin.
1: Uh, well, Kevin, right? Because Tommen is that is. Uh.
0: Is, te- a Bar- it, 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 de- is a Baratheon,
1: quote unquote, yeah. yep. quote unquote. <laughs> That's till you know, the paternity test comes back. <laughs> well, no.
0: Right. Te- technically, he is a Baratheon because he was a. Ado- whether or he, not he's adopted, and in the in the federal government, the U.S. If you think someone's your child <sighs> and then you find out uh, years later that they aren't, you're still uh, required by law to. Boy, be-
2: is King's Landing not the U.S. government?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, that's fair. But you see my point. The point is, is that (laughs) technically he is a Baratheon, even if DNA wise, he's not.
1: Yeah,
0: that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, So. So. So, yeah, so Kevin Lannister is very disappointing to me because Charles Dance, Tywin would have said, fuck this. Well,
2: if Tywin was still around, none of this ever would have fucking happened because seriously wouldn't have been allowed to put the church in power
0: to begin with. That's right, because Ty, whether you like him or not, he was a he was a good leader. In the so sense you said you don't
1: put religious fanatics in charge, you know, yeah. uh, in charge of security <laughs> in your city.
0: Right, right. Especially these type these people are like they're power grabbers. They're not even they can be call themselves religious as they want, but they they do want the power and they love the power. So that well, makes the it, power uh,
1: the p- power is a means to an end, and the power they need the power to get to the ends that they want.
0: Power is uh, power. <laughs>
1: it's a call back to season 1. Right. But it's a, but go back to season 2. Power resides where people believe it resides. And Tywin was smart enough to know that and he knows that right now the people believe it resides in the in the hands of the high sparrow. Right. And and this happened at a point where he would have she wanted to give more power to the high sparrow when he had the people on his side and the Lannister influence was kind of at an ebb because people didn't like Joffrey. They didn't like Cersei. You know the rumors of the of Joffrey being a bastard son of incest was out there. It, it was just, and they had, and their bank vaults are empty. So the one thing they could always rely on was 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 gone. Right. So yeah, he he would never would have let this happen.
0: George Orwell wrote wrote Game of Thrones. I'm convinced. <laughs> George R. R Orwell. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. So. so uh,
2: I, I, have a question. Yes. Uh, this is not related to King's Landing, but in the scene that you guys hated so much with Danny, uh, when she drops a thousand ships line, if, uh, Yara and Theon show up with their fleet, which is not a thousand ships, but it's some ships, do you think she'll, uh, take advantage of that or if, she, do you think she'll be like, oh, well, you don't have enough boats, go away.
0: I simply don't believe that's happening. I'm convinced that Yara and Theon, especially after what we saw of the previews for next week, are actually staying in Westeros. And they're going to either go and find Jon Snow or they're going back to take out the Euron Greyjoy. Okay. That's my guess. But assuming none of that happens and they just for some reason do say, let's go... And steal Euron's idea and go find this Danny character. I would say, which doesn't it feels out of place because of their Northerners. But let's say they do that. I think Danny would take him up on it as, but she still would say we need more boats.
1: Okay. Well, let, let's say you have a brilliant idea, Eric, and it'll it'll make you a hundred million dollars.
2: Uh huh.
1: But to get that hundred million you need a million dollars of investment funds.
2: Uh huh.
1: And someone comes up to you and says, I've got a, a $500,000 to let you use to start this up.
2: Uh-huh. Are you
1: going to say, that's only half. Get the fuck out of here. Well, no, but that's a little bit different than
2: transporting an army.
1: Well, she'll say she'll start with that, and now there's a lot less ships they have to build. And apparently if the Iron Isles could build a thousand ships when they have no trees on the island. <laughs> I was wondering about that anyway. Yeah, you know that I imagine somewhere in Essos they'll be able to build some ships with with that can fit some horse shit.
0: <laughs> Mike, Mike, you forgot. You know, eighteen sixty five and up, which is metal ships. Maybe that's what they they have mines. What are you talking I'm about? I'm just making shit up. I'm he's trying. He's <laughs> trying. You're trying to tell me they're going to have ironclads? Um, yeah, they're, they're they're aren't they iron So
1: they, they are iron
0: born, but they're, they're iron born on wooden ships. It's going to be the. <laughs> It's it's going to be the, the 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 two ships the Confederate ship and the, you know the first battle. Oh, the, mar-
1: the monitor and the Merrimack, right yeah,
0: exactly exactly uh-huh. the monitor and the Merrimack. exactly all right. right it's going to be the George W Bush I'm uh, sorry I brought it up George W Bush <laughs> aircraft carrier that's what it's going to be the one that uh, was just uh, yeah okay
1: was just was just okay yeah. anyway. Now that we well, look, I had to hear football. You have to hear politics. Anyway,
0: I think I would be with you, Mike. Which is, I like that analogy of the the million dollars, and I'm, we're going to give you half of it.
1: She would yeah. take it, but I don't think. But I don't think that's her plan. Her plan is not to make the Greyjoy's somebody's bitch, right? And that that was never her thing, right? And I don't even,
0: yeah, she she doesn't. She's never mentioned the Joys, so she doesn't even know who they are. Probably. No,
1: no, Hopefully. I mean, I mean, I mean Yara. Yara's plan was to make the Greyjoys something to respected, right? And Euron's plan was to marry himself off like chattel. You know, he thinks he's going to, you know, I guess bitch slap Daenerys into uh, (laughs) into domestic servitude or something, right? And and that that just ain't happening.
2: Or she put it, give her my cock. There's there's a sound plan. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong?
0: Well, uh, I, I don't. I mean, that's that's the obvious thought, but his that's not what I think the thought the, was meant, or what the intent the intent was, is that he would marry this this woman who had all these troops, and then she would marry this guy with all these boats, and together they they could take over the world, like William and Mary did. Right, but, she, but my think, point
1: is that Yara, Yara, even if we pretend that that Euron's dream could come true, uh, it's Yara is not going to be able to, to do the same thing. She certainly can't marry Yara, and she definitely can't marry Theon. So yeah. she can't make that same offer. It'd be basically, hi, take my ships, please.
0: Well, yeah, and I don't think... That, that's y- Yara, a very
1: good point, actually. And,
0: and Yara, Yara, I don't think, has cares about the Iron Throne. I think her, her mission is more free her father's mission, even if, though she's a completely different person than her father, which is free the Iron Islands as an independent kingdom Mm
1: -hmm. right and i think what happened and i I might be wrong because i I, could just be how i'm reading into this you know people are like well how how did you get the ships well to me yara's been the one that's been there she's been on the ships. she's been leading the troops and you had the council of elders gather around for the king's moot or whatever you want to you know whoever they are and they, and they argue and debate, and they all go, yay, Euron, who hasn't been here, just arrives out of nowhere for the last minute, has killed the king, and says, I'm taking over. And I expect you all to follow me, because i got a big cock. And, and Yara just says, fuck it, the men are on my loyalty. And she just goes straight to the people and says, let's take the ships, we're out of here, he can wear the fucking crown.
0: Well, and, and I would on agree, Mike, if, if this has happened, and uh, sorry to bring up uh, real-life analogies again, but many countries have uh, a country within a country. The military is separate from the government, and so when the government does something that the military doesn't like, they throw them out of power. And, and and that's, in theory, in a sense, what this is, is that you know one is the government and one is the military, so they're not loyal to any specific side. They're loyal to whoever they were part of. So if they were part of Eura's uh, Navy, they're going to stick with Eura versus, say, whoever was part of the you know the people who chose the, the new king are gonna stick with with the monarchy so I think that's how it is so she, her army even if it's not as big as the people she left behind I think are as loyal to her similar to you know anybody would have been to Robstock or to any of these other groups in the first place so I, I don't I don't I think that's exactly right, what you're saying, Mike. But the thing is now, if she's going to go back, she still needs more people, right? Yeah, pretty much. So that's what I guess we're going to find out. But, um... To me, it seems like I've never built a ship,
2: but I imagine that building a thousand of them would take a considerable amount of time.
1: Um, so I think... I, I, I can tell you one thing, it's going to take more than 13 fucking episodes. <laughs>
0: exactly. We, 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 you know what we do? We need Henry Ford. <laughs>
2: It anyway, suddenly aligned to the Iron Islands. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where that whole thing is headed. Uh, it's confusing to me. So Or do you
0: care, Eric? You hate this storyline. Uh,
2: well, I do, but it's not going away, so I'd like to know what it's for. Because if they're going to... Let's put it this way. It's the same thing with the, the Greyjoys and with Bran. If you bore the shit out of me for seasons with this bullshit, it better be leading to something. Brand seems to be leading to something, so I'm okay with it now. I don't see where the Greyjoys are headed, so it's still annoying me.
0: What about you, Mike? What's your opinion? Because we asked you, you know, the the billion dollar, five hundred thousand dollar question. But what do you think Euron and Euron are planning to do with each other? And what, what what's going on there?
1: I, I think Euron's plan is Euron's plan, and he's going to do what he wants to do anyway. And but I think he's not going to do it well. I wouldn't be surprised if Yara eventually ends up with Danny, or maybe it's going to be her fleet that, or you know what, maybe that'll be the opposing fleets. Euron goes to Danny,
0: ooh, takes, and, that, and, oh, that'll that'll be and
1: fun. it'll be Yara's fleet that that tries to that tries to stop her.
0: That's that awesome. I like that. I like, yeah, because I can't believe Yara. Yara does not seem like the type that would want this foreign army invading her land, which would include the Isles, never mind the North, never mind the rest of Westeros. So, I cannot believe she would go there and ally herself with Daenerys. But Euron has already said he wants to. So, i could, that's an excellent, Mike. I like that. Yeah, I'm with you, Eric. I, I think that was kind of cool to hear that.
2: Yeah, that would be
1: fun. Let's hope it goes there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Get, get a little Master and Commander action. Right. Right.
2: Oh yeah. that movie was boring as fuck.
0: Really, you didn't like that? I thought it was pretty good actually. But the, I, the, I, the
2: last the last twenty minutes of it were pretty good. The rest of it was boring as fuck.
0: And they changed uh. the the book from the movie because the book um, it was an English ship fighting an American ship, and since Hollywood was making it, they said, "Oh, we we can't have British killing Americans," so they changed it to a French ship. <laughs> I kid you not.
2: <laughs> I, no, I, I believe you. I just think it's silly when they do things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course they chose the French, you know, they didn't choose Russia or something. Similar to uh, the remake of Red Dawn where it was originally the Chinese and they go, "Oh yeah, no, no, we can't we can't.
3: Koreans,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, we have to change it to the Koreans because we're never going to sell anything in North Korea, but China wants wants our money. We want their money. We we can't do that."
2: Right. Yeah,
0: so.
1: So, uh, anything else to say about this episode? No, I thought it was another really good episode. Um, there weren't any big game-changer moments like last week. Right. Uh, well, I, well, I guess actually well, you could argue
0: that... To, the Tommen thing was pretty huge.
1: Yeah, the Tommen, I guess, yeah, that is. Uh, I just I just like the fact that we proved that Cersei sucks at strategy.
0: <laughs> I think I, that it already... Oh,
1: been oh you know what? I, I, yeah, I, well, that she didn't have some grand, like, because they made it out like, oh, suddenly she's got the grand scheme and she's figured it out, and we were waiting for, like, online, and we talked about it last week, that we were waiting for the double cross, right? And Oh no! She set him up. She's going to get both her bad guy, her enemies, knocked down all at once. And no, she fucked it up badly. And I think <laughs> here's and here's where the problem is. Right, it ends with with Jamie and Cersei being split up. And I think that's going to be bad. And when she says, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about my trial. I got the mountain." No. <laughs> now, I did hear someone speculate something. Yeah, i heard be, this too. As to who the champion will be for the High Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. right, and, and what is that, Mike? I haven't heard this.
1: Well, the idea that perhaps there's some soldier out there who maybe found himself wounded and nursed back to health by the Sparrows, who might be able to and willing to fight for the Sparrows on their behalf and maybe perhaps has a particular grudge against the Mountain.
0: Okay. oh, 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 oh! oh, oh. Right, right. Yeah, the chicken man. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes, we might. Yeah, that. Now,
1: again, this is the problem with fan theories: is sometimes fan theories are so fucking awesome when they don't happen, your 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 balls just deflate, and it's just. (laughs) You know
0: what, Mike? You know what, Mike? I've heard a lot of rumors that that there's this there's this monk character in the books. Uh, the and the rumor is is that that monk character may be, the the uh, the chicken man himself. The so, hound. yeah, the hound. So I'm thinking, oh. Mr. Chicken Man may actually have been. And yes, that I could buy it, Mike. That's a good fan theory.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not taking credit for it. I didn't come up with it. I'm just relaying it, and I, I liked it. Um, uh, we'll see. Uh, the, yeah,
2: there. Uh, Joanna Robinson's other podcast called Storm of Spoilers uh has been talking about this for a while and they refer to it as the Clegane Bowl <laughs> <laughs> because that's actually their last name is uh is Clegane. Clegane,
0: Gregor yes. Gregor uh, Sandor.
1: Yeah. yeah, Gregor and Sandor. Yep.
0: Yeah, the mountain and the chicken man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: oh. the so highs. let's
2: let's keep our fingers crossed on that one cuz that would be, indeed be awesome.
0: Um, now, I, one last thing about that whole uh, Lannister thing is, after he throws his armor down, Jamie throws his armor down and leaves. He wants to kill everybody, and it's Sir And like you said, uh, Mike, and Eric, that it was Cersei that says, "No, no, no, no. You do what Tommen says, because we'll get our revenge later." But he wants to bring in Bronn, and Bronn would bring in a th- uh, hundreds of assassins, and they just take everybody out in one night when no one's. Everybody's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would have been a cool thing. But uh, it looks like I a... miss Braun. Well, based off of uh, HBO Now and the preview for next week, it appears he's back. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good.
1: He's going to be back to fuck and fight and fight and fuck.
0: <laughs> Which, in real life, that actor did um, Lena Headey, because they used to date. That's right.
2: Well, yeah, and apparently they fucking hate each other now, so
0: Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it happens. Yeah, it does. Oh, well. Not my problem. Not yeah, mine uh, either. No. Uh now next week's episode's called uh and this may come into what Mike just said, The Broken Man.
2: The Broken Man.
0: Could that be oh. that could that be the chicken man himself, the hound?
2: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Hmm. Interesting. What who what else could be a broken man? Uh, it could be both uh Tullys. It Could be the Blackfish. It Could be Benjamin. Yeah. Oh yeah, it could be Benjamin too. Yeah, yeah. Uh could
1: it, it could be it, it could be referring to uh to to Tom and it could be referring to what's his name, the uh the brother. Not Lance, oh, right. right?
3: um Ponce. Um, um <laughs> oh yeah P- Pons- 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 face. Yeah, Ponce yeah, yeah.
1: debugger Bugger, what's his name? The, the uh, night, of, night of Flowers. Knight of Flowers, right. Yeah, whatever yeah there, there's no stereotyping there. Let's make the Knight
0: of Flowers gay. Right. Oh, well, goodness. technically, he's not oh. gay in the book.
2: Uh, and Ren, 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 Renly's King's Guard wore rainbow cloaks, too. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Oh. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> That, that's, that means means uh, a rainbow of people where everybody lives in harmony and peace
2: no, right no, it doesn't. It
0: doesn't. <laughs> I'm definitely not in the game of thrones that's for sure um, All right. so uh, that'll be interesting uh, the broken man uh, we'll be curious to see so what did blood of my blood mean that's the title um, anybody figure that one out
2: blood of my blood blood of my blood Uh, I think that was wasn't there. Um, I don't know. Daenerys said something about blood writers during her speech. Did that have anything to do with that, or is that a separate thing? Well, blood of
1: my blood often means you know religion. Well, it could be well. There's a religion, but it could also mean family, right? Your blood of my blood, you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in which case, you know, you're talking family. Well, you have Benjen, right, and, and with, Bran, and right. Bran. Um, <laughs> you have. Uh, well, we have a completely different meaning with Cersei and Jamie. but also <laughs> right. and Jaime and Tommen, and yeah. Cersei and Tommen. Um, but uh, that's a whole family thing because you also you have both families, Lannisters and the uh, mm-hmm. thing, and of course Sam and his dad.
0: Oh right. yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good true. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's that's good, Mike. You that, you guys did well there. Yeah.
2: I really hate Sam's dad. I really I hope bad things happen to him.
0: Well, yeah, here's I, I'm, I.
1: I am hoping something bad happens to his dad, but more importantly, I want to see his brother killed by a White Walker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that
2: would be yeah,
3: awesome. Yeah.
1: There's no such thing as a White Walker. <laughs> I'm just, but you know what? You know what? I I just had a bad potato.
0: I don't hate him as much because that's just ignorance. Even though. He did kind of deride his brother because, oh, that's ridiculous. But yeah. I think it was more because of ignorance, not because he didn't believe Sam. He didn't. He, what he didn't believe is in White Rock is not that Sam couldn't kill a great warrior. So, but the father, he's just a psychopath. He's just or a or
2: ass. an asshole. Yeah.
0: It, well, yeah. Same thing, in my opinion. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Well, by the, by the, by, by, the, by the definition
2: is... of what the words actually mean, but
0: <laughs> well, psychopaths are all assholes. So the question is: Is this asshole a psychopath? All
2: right, fair enough. <laughs>
0: yes. Um. And uh, what else? Uh, uh. Um. Yeah, I, I hope uh, he gets wiped out. He's a piece of garbage. Yep. And um. Oh, and next, uh, we need more Walter phrase. That I could watch twenty uh, hours. Straight. Oh my God, the guy is so funny, though. I mean, no,
2: I understand a, he's entertaining, oh my... but but I hope he gets his. Oh yeah, yeah of course yeah, he's a yeah.
0: yeah, of course you want him done high, but but I mean, I want to see his character. His character great.
1: It's funny right. Oh, it's, it, it's still one of the best scenes was it was him running through the list of daughters.
0: That was yeah yeah <laughs> right. that's what I mean. He's awesome. And, and his nickname, just... the late Walter Frey. I mean, everything about him is awesome. But oh. uh, but he is a bad guy. Uh, but that's what's great about the show. A lot of the bad guys at the show are awesome to watch. I just love. That's watching. true. That's Joffrey true. Joffrey was hilarious. Ramsay's hilarious. Walder Frey is a joke. Hilarious. I mean, Charles Dance's character. I mean, they were all great. Right. But, yeah, these characters are good. I mean, you know, they're not caricatures. They 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 got some depth in them. It's awesome. Right. I'm just. I'm honest. I'm
2: I'm really sad that this season out is uh, turned out to be such a nothing for Tyrion. Because uh, we've seen very little of him, what we have seen really isn't great stuff.
0: Uh, but you know that what? Bu-
2: that, that bums me out because I like him.
0: But you know what? It, even though that is unfortunate, because he is a great character, especially you know after season four, he was un- unbelievable in season four. But um, he, it hasn't hurt the season because this season is still a pretty damn good season.
2: Well, yeah, that's not the story they're trying to tell this season. So I, I get it. I just I miss I miss good Tyrion. That's all.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he's got the good lines as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. So that's pretty much uh, that. The episode six, right? Six, or is it seven? Uh, No, six. Six. Yeah. All right. So we're we're already in the second half. This is the the bottom, the bottom, the bottom half of the the baseball game. How's that, Mike?
1: There you go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So
1: time for the seventh inning stretch.
0: That's right. That's right. And so. I guess that's it. I got nothing else to say. Uh, anyone else have any further thoughts before we wrap it up? Anyone? Nope. All right. I all good. All right. All good. All right. So uh, Eric, with all that stated, why don't you let us out? All right.
2: Thanks for tuning in to listen to us talking about season six, episode six. Come back next week. We'll be talking about episode seven. <laughs>